Hey gang, Hydroberg here, Cut Above Horror Review. Tonight we have Amy Burke returning guest to help us kick off week two of our third annual Women in Horror Month. Tonight we're covering Birth Rebirth from 2023. We've carried this discussion to term and we're ready to deliver it starting now. Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be covering Birth Rebirth from 2023. But first, let's meet everybody else on the show. First up, it's John. How you doing, John? Hi, Jacqueline. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Hi, Jaberg. How you doing, buddy? And uh, our special guest, which we'll introduce very, very shortly. Hello. <laughs> hello awkward should i say hello. Hello? i know i know Not i wonder who it could be no 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 mm. shall remain a mystery for another Definitely. minute and a half <laughs> and next up we have our dear hydraberg aka berg reberg how you doing berg, are yeah, you berg or reberg right now what i, I don't are even you know in? i mean i was ladyberg last week but now i'm just i've been reberged since Can I ask something? Are you Freeberg right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you moisten your eyes? I will. I have, and I will some more. Okay, so he's Berg. He's Berg. Yeah. Okay. He has not Berg, Reberg Reberg. yet. No, not yet. <laughs> yeah. All right. And last but not least, welcoming back for the third, fourth, fourth time, I think. It's our good friend Amy Burke. How you doing, hey. Amy Burke? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, I think it's the fourth time. I think. I think it, it is. Too. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yep, you can reveal your identity now. Yes, can be known. I'm Amy Burke. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was um, uh, Halloween three, Christy, okay. Christy, Christy, uh, the Void, the and Void. then you came on after that again, didn't you? What was the last one you were on for? Oh no, what was that one? Yeah, there was one. Yeah, there was oh, one. It's John, uh, uh, the one John. with the eyebrow because we we. Oh, Patrick! Oh, yeah, Patrick. That's it, Patrick. So, Dude, yeah, it's, it's her fifth time. time. Oh, she's getting up there. She's. We can't forget about give... Patrick. Those those galloping gonads. Those. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just say galloping gonads? Yeah, it was from the movie, That's, John. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you know what? Yeah, so. She's not approaching Nicole territory yet, but I think she's giving spoils of horror a run for their money. Oh, Stephen oh. and Leo. Have they been yes. on five times? Uh, I don't know. I don't I, I don't even I try not to keep track of how many times they've been on. To be Do honest. we get special oh. jackets? I'm just kidding. Like on Saturday Night Live, you know, like the eight You should have no. gotten your plaque already. Yeah, you should have gotten the plaque. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the five timer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it just like a hand? Just being that <laughs> we didn't remember though. It's, it's over yeah, Zoom. It's it's, a it's hand. in the mail. It's okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll keep an eye out. For be on the lookout. Mm-hmm. I wait for my Neil Breen, you know, DVD. So I'm sure it's in there too. <laughs> and then you get the jacket. Yep. Yes. Yes. And then after 15, you get a little statuette. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When do I get a watch? 100. At 20, I come to your house and I hang out for a little while. Oh, that sounds fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to do. You got to feed it. me, though. You got to feed hey. me. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> oh lord well i'm happy to be here with you guys continuing our women in horror month this is our third annual women in horror month Mm -hmm. and this is week two of the 2024 edition so yeah 
Can I just say that I'm super happy and proud of our Carrie episode, and I think we kicked ass, and our guest was just amazing. Thank you to Kate yeah. and plug it up. It was it was perfect, and she was perfect, and I'm so glad that she was uh, willing to spend her time that evening to come on for that episode. I'm I mean I'm she's welcome anytime, but especially for a movie like Carrie, I feel like we needed a you know yeah somebody with her background and interests and expertise to no to yeah definitely to that one. And I just think it was like. It's definitely a movie that I was a little intimidated by at first because I don't know what we've covered so many movies already, but the classics, something about certain classics, just they have an aura to them where I'm like, well, what are we going to do about this movie that everybody else has already handled it? Um, Mm -hmm, You know, what are mm -hmm. we going to bring in to it? Can we bring anything different to it or can we at least, you know, talk on it in a a good light? Some bring something new, maybe. Who knows? But I I enjoyed the episode. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. You know, when you do a classic like Carrie or Halloween three season of the witch, which we had Amy <laughs> on for, yes. you know, it's just like the there's not of a thousand corpses. Oh, <laughs> he all got right. It. Yeah, he got it. That he works. got it. All right. Perfect. Well done, Heisenberg. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's just like 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 with movies like that, you know, what more can you say? You know, Halloween season of the witch, Halloween three. Um how much more can you say about Tom Atkins' mustache? I know that Tom. Oh, by the way, Amy, I could do another from. episode actually with Amy right now if you yeah. guys wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amy, did did you buy that figurine that we got in our oh, I remember that. group chat? Oh, yeah. you know what? It was, it was very expensive. a little bit out of my price range. Yeah, it was. Oh, you got to okay. put it on the <laughs> wish list and put notifications on. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Like, okay, that's your statuette for being a five-time returning <laughs> guest for this. You're going to get her in Tom That's Atkins. Awesome. I get a random Tom Atkins. <laughs> you know, that little beer that he has oh actually has real beer in it, too. There's like a little bit of Miller in oh, there. Wow. So. You get yeah, one like tenth of one fluid ounce of beer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually Tom Atkins' swill. He swilled it around in his mouth and put, oh, spit oh, it back into the little for the dog. Oh, dolls. wow. It's yeah. amazing. Might have a That's mustache hair in there, too. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It's got a mustache hair in it. <laughs> you know how much those things go on for eBay once you dry them out? It's going for dozens of dollars. Dozens. dozens. I could be a dozen air. <laughs> anyway. Well, anyway, we are equally honored to welcome you back, uh, Amy. We adore you and so glad that, you know, what I'm hoping actually is you are such a, you have such a delightful, sparkling personality and such a, a sense of humor and a wit about you. I'm hoping that talking about this with you guys and including you, Amy, I hope to feel less um, depressed about this movie. <laughs> you know what? I actually, I watched it and I was like, I got to watch something stupid like now. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. just like, oh, this was, this was a heavy one. I'll tell you that. Group text. For sure. Jacqueline. God damn. This movie is brutal. Group text. <laughs> John. That movie was rough. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what it was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I had to watch Bucky Larson born to be a star. Oh my god. <laughs> Cuz that was born born born, oh! born to be alive. No, I'm just kidding. Born to be alive. <laughs> yeah, this is Birth Rebirth is very heavy, but I thought it was very well done. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we'll get to that. Oh yeah. We yeah. will get to it. But anyway, I'm I'm really glad you're here and I'm excited to talk about this with all y'all. Same here. All right. By the way, Laura Moss, never heard of her. Thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we'll we'll talk about it later, we'll but Laura, I, I've never heard of Laura Moss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same here. Well, 
We well, so just for the record, um, I believe that uh, Laura is non-binary and uses they oh them God. pronouns. Just FYI, as we move forward, okay, in the discussion. No, that's awesome. Yep, understood. Yep. Uh, but let's take a little sidetrack for just a minute. Uh, John, yes, have you have you some news, good sir? <clears throat> oh, I do, I do, and and Amy bitch ass Burke. Um... <laughs> <laughs> It like says that on her out. Zoom yeah, screen, by the way, yeah. he didn't just say that to be rude. <laughs> also, it's on my license, but go on. <laughs> no way. Okay, so so there was a trailer that came out, and obviously Super Bowl, you know, was yesterday. And mm -hmm. you've got a lot of trailers and stuff like that that come out. Uh, I, I do apologize for not sending you this trailer, but um, oh boy. Uh, a Quiet Place, day one which is the third movie in this franchise came out. Um, so Amy bitch ass Burke, I'm not going to ask <laughs> you if you saw it. Um, Jacqueline, did you watch this trailer? <laughs> I, I I did see this trailer. Um, what yes, did you did. think? Well, I feel like I already saw this trailer when I watched the movie Cloverfield like 12 years ago. So. Um... Ooh, got him. Godzilla <laughs> mm. 98. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Um, no, I mean it looks fine. It looks cool. It looks, you know, I, I do like the idea of, you know, we're already familiar with this quiet place universe. Um, so I, you know, I can't say I'm not interested in going back to like, you know, day one when everything starts out normal and you see this like apocalyptic thing and how it took place and all that. Like that's fine. Um, I'm ha I'm always happy to see Lupita Nyong'o. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, it didn't look like anything terribly original, but who, I'm, I'm not saying it looks bad. It looks fine. What do you think, Heidelberg? Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, It's it's so weird that after the second movie, like we're not going forward and we're going backwards for some reason. I don't understand. But I mean, at least it's a different cast, different location. So I'm kind of interested in that. But at the same time, like you said, it's familiar. It looks like the attack from Cloverfield. Uh, I don't know. Be quiet. The monsters make it? no, you know, monsters can see you. I don't know what what we're going to see that brings anything new to the table besides people hiding again and like figuring out how these things work again. Like, I don't know. That's cool and all, but I just feel like a misstep. It feels weird that we're it's like an attempt, I guess, maybe to create like this world, the cinematic world now that they're going to go with mm. with this world. I don't know. And then we're going to get the next one. When are we get the next one, because you left the second movie kind of on a cliffhanger. I don't, I don't know. know. John, how do you feel about it? Uh, God, I, I, I'm not a creature feature film fan. Um, however, I loved A Quiet Place. I, I thought that was like very, very well done. I had no interest in seeing the second movie. This one made me less interested. However, the cast seems very interesting. Lupita Nyong'o, Alex Wolf, which we saw in Hereditary, who plays the son. Um, I think that's very, very cool. Hell payment. And there you go. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that was funny. Um, <laughs> like that was I, so subtle. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, I have no interest in this, you know, I, I, but you know, the cast is interesting to me. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I mean, if they give us no, see if they give us more trailers, they're going to give more away. You know, yeah, I, I, I don't think, think we need give... more trailers. Mm, exactly. So, um, I'm I'm kind of like fifty fifty on this. 
It comes out uh, June 28th. Yeah, it'll be a good so. summer movie, you know. Yeah. I'm sure people will go see it. Um, yeah. I, I feel like there's just this trend the past five years or so of, like, everybody needs an origin story. Like, everything is an origin story. You know, mm-hmm. like, every franchise and, you know, film franchise and TV series, I feel like everything is all about going back to the beginning of everything. And I just feel like, in general... There, there are exceptions to this, but I feel like in general, it's like sort of giving us too much um, as opposed to just leaving a story where it was and letting us put the pieces together ourselves, given, you know, strategically placed information, mm-hmm. but not like over explaining everything. Like, I just feel like not everything needs an origin story, but I, that's I my opinion. That's just my personal opinion. I, and that's what I thought A Quiet Place did. You know, it, it gave you gave you this kind of ambiguous ending, but they figured things out in the end. You know, yeah. not giving too much away. I mean, but but it was again. I'm not a creature feature type guy, but I mean, it was just it, it was fun. It or not fun, but I mean, it was just like it had a Intense. really yeah. really tight story, really mm-hmm. tight plot, and it was just like. And it had oh, this yeah, family okay. element, which is yeah. this is a weird pivot because yeah, we follow man. that family through the second movie as well. And then it ends on a cliffhanger, which is like, I want to know more about what happened to this fucking family. I want to know what <laughs> happened to Jim's family from the office. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and now they're going, well, we're going to go to unless this, this is like a sneaky third film and they're just not saying it. So they're 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 framing it like it's a prequel sort of thing. And, and there's going to be a time jump where it jumps oh, to and then Lupita is like a, a character that's in. You know, that well, meets the trailer, up with them somehow, or I don't know. Yeah, the official trailer actually gives it away a little bit because it's just like it starts with that family in the first movie, and then well, it no, but gets, it shows it, them it, like it, countdown. It shows gives you yeah. a time. Well, it reference. rewinds it back. back. We're taking time, yeah. To, yeah, where yeah, no, to day one. Started. You know, it's just a yeah. trick. But no, Heidelberg, I see your point. Like, there's nothing to say that later in the movie they can't fast forward again, you know, and yeah. what it shows resume that. the story of the second one, which I actually didn't see the second one. I had intended I to. It's not a because... bad film, per se. It just doesn't do anything new. I felt like, you know, in the Slack, I heard people kind of have mixed feelings about it. I don't feel like um, I heard even the people who seem to feel mm. positively about it. I didn't feel like it was real enthusiasm. Yeah, because like it doesn't go anywhere new. It kind of retells the same, a similar story that the first one did. Yeah, so I just decided to skip it and prioritize something else that I really wanted to yeah, see. I was I, like, eh, not. It doesn't seem like a priority. So I, I don't know. It was a fun theater experience. Yeah, they say it does. There is some intense moments with these creatures. Uh, they're pretty cool looking, mm. mm-hmm. and their mechanics, how they work, and it's just cool to see a movie that I don't know just uses like quiet moments to to cause tension and dread. And it's a little different yeah. than other movies. I mean, there are quiet moments in other movies, but they're they're smaller, you know, fewer in between. Yes. But this is like a movie that, you know, centers on that. It's interesting. I agree. Which I was thought a, it was very original. Yeah, uh-huh. which was interesting about the first movie is that yeah. they didn't do that, you know, or, or they actually leaned a lot into that, which was fantastic, which made mm-hmm. the tension tension huge in the first movie but anyways yeah well and john you're sorry one last thought john i think you you really said it when you said well in the first one they didn't feel the need to over explain like they left some things ambiguous but they gave you enough that you have a decent understanding of the situation like you know as much as you need to know to put the pieces together like um krasinski lets you you know use your brain a little bit to put put some Mm -hmm. pieces together and figure things out and you have everything you need and he shows you what you need to know and that's it's it's not overdone you know what i mean yeah. so 
I uh, I think that you know this might be overkill. I do too, but who knows? I agree. You know, don't like, want to prejudge I don't know. too Holly, much. Hollywood's trying to bring back these whole franchise things, anyways. Um, Dan Trachtenberg, you guys know this name? I yes. know the name, but why? Why do I know that name? Uh, he did the movie Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, okay, yes. Oh. <laughs> He actually did a movie that was hugely successful called Prey, which actually was oh. streamed immediately on Hulu. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. He is doing another Predator movie. Mm. Nice. They call it a solo as because it's like it's it does it's not attached to anything. That was my point, Heidelberg, yeah. is that right. it's solo. Yeah. It's called mm. Badlands. Huh. Um mm. A coworker and I were speculating that Badlands could be maybe maybe they're referring to like feudal Japan or something like that. I thought it'd be cool if like what if like uh like the predator shows up, takes out like some emperor or something like that, and then the oh. samurai who was supposed to protect him, who had no idea what he was fighting when he saw this predator, you know, is like shamed or whatever, and now he's a Ronin, kind of mm-hmm. trying to get his honor back and hunt down this assailant that he's not never seen before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Could be a cool premise. Yeah, I well, really enjoyed Prey. That was really yeah, good. Prey so was, that was ass. good. Yeah. I I still haven't seen it. Oh, you should I mean, watch it. It's fun. I, I've Even Joey fan- liked it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've heard fantastic things about it. Mm-hmm. So to me, this is more exciting than uh, uh, A Quiet Place Day One because it just seems like you can go so many different directions with the mm-hmm. Predator story. And, and they've failed many times with Predator. Mm-hmm. But I this, think this is an interesting me... way of doing it. Like these little I agree. vignettes, I, agree. I guess. Or what, how, what would you call that? Just a little, it's like an anthology, I guess now, if they want to keep it that way. Yeah. Well, but you have the, you know, the same premise of like evil dead, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like the Necromonica is like, they're like the main theme. The, the Necromonica? Oh, is God. that what Bob Dylan is? It one of the characters from Friends? <laughs> it's my dream. <laughs> That's her couple Nobody name. Nobody ever told us that being dead was gonna be this way. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a harmonica right now to just, you know, punctuate I'll eat that. So that's what they say. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. The chainsaw's always stuck in second gear. Come get some. Um... Hydroberg, that was some like comedy gold. Mm. Yeah, it was. Oh my lord! So, side note: speaking of Badlands, have you guys seen that movie Badlands from I think the seventies with Sissy Spacek and Martin Sheen? It's a little no. indie film. It's on mm. Criterion. Uh, it's oh. supposed to be really good. That is a hell of a yeah. film. Strong huh. recommend. Okay. Um, unbelievable I'm definitely performances. Definitely down with the Sissy Spacek, especially after last week. Unbelievable performances. Strong recommend. Just FYI. Mm. Not a horror, mm-hmm. but just, you know, a movie. But it's good. Nice. And I would recommend Sissy Spacek in the movie Three Women. Also, like, an mm-hmm. amazing independent film from the 70s. Shelley Duvall's in that one, too. Oh, that nice. one's a pretty... Uh, I love both of them. Pretty mm. big film, I think, right? For uh, the movement, like, women's movement? or in Three film? Women? Yeah. Doesn't it tackle some, some themes that are pretty heavy? Yes. Some... I remember hearing something about it in an interview about something about, about women in uh, film or something. Mm. I don't know if it was out. like a big movie. I don't think it was like a big mainstream movie. Mm. I think it was like maybe pretty, it was a look back pretty, at like what pretty. it meant, or like in retrospect. Or it's something. really interesting, and it's like a little bit of a puzzle box. Strong mm. recommend on that one too. Yeah, Amy, if you like Necromonica, 
Change my name. Monica. <laughs> nice to meet. Is that your name on Tinder? <laughs> when it comes dies, can we call her Satanic that? Satanic Tinder. <laughs> oh my Fuck, god. I'm never gonna Necromonica. live I like uh, long walks in the moonlight. Um, in the underdark. Anyway, Amy, I was trying to say if you if you enjoy Sissy Spacek and Shelley Duvall, you should watch Three Women. Absolutely. I'm going to check that out because I have, I have not heard that one yet. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, or Three Men and a Baby. Three <laughs> Men and a Baby. You know what? I'm gonna, this is going to do happen. I'm going to cross. I'm going to be like, yeah, I got to check out Three Men and a Baby. I'm like, this doesn't have sissy space. I can't. What's going on? <laughs> Where I keep Tom waiting Selleck? for her to is that show what she, up. Oh, Sissy Spacek, Tom Selleck. That's what she said. Where the shit is she? Oh, that's the one with the ghost in it. Selleck. <laughs> yeah, she must have referenced this one because of the mustache. Yeah. Oh, she knows I love mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ready for a mustache ride? <laughs> Woo! I am. Necromonica is out. John, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like derail your news. Do you have any more news? I got one more. Okay, tell us I the don't tidings. Wanna, uh, no. Okay. no. no tell me no. somebody else didn't die. Oh, he told me no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, Evil Dead is actually getting another spin on the movie. Um, this is going to have Sebastian Benichek as the mm. director. So we're going to get a little French twist on Evil mm. Dead. Oui, oui. Well, okay. The French can be really fucked up. So that could be cool. Mm-hmm. Dude, I like. He uh, says uh, it's going to be French, fucked up too. Yeah, a French yeah. New Extremity. Like Evil Dead type movie. That'd be yeah. interesting. Whoa! I'm into Whoa. the French extreme. I just I'm kind of tired of the Evil Dead remakes. But I'm yeah. not. I'm I not. I mean, I, I know, think they've I actually get, done it. some really, really brilliant. I, I loved Evil Dead Rise from last year. I know. I mean, to me, I had so much fun with that movie. Um, if they do a different spin on it and just keep that those same themes, you know, you don't need Ash and everything. But it's like uh, it's what um bruce campbell and sam raimi own the rights to the to the Evil yeah. Dead franchise as well they should yeah so, so they, if they're gonna yeah, this put is their way going forward yeah if they're gonna put a different spin on it i mean obviously evil dead rise was set los angeles mm-hmm. um but man that was fun Holy that was shit. a good one i i really mm-hmm. liked it i especially so liked uh <laughs> i actually went and saw that uh, with a few of my friends that are uh, horror nerds as, as well. And uh, we really liked it, but I was so mad that we did not get to the theater in time to get the special edition cheese grater that they were giving away. Stop <laughs> really? it. Yes. They were giving away a cheese grater, a big old cheese no grater that says Rise Evil Dead wow. on it. Oh, and I was so oh mad. My God. Are you oh, going to get your uh, Dune 2 bussy, bussy popcorn? You uh, know I am. Warm bussy. <laughs> You know I am. I'm going to get there super early so I can get that. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> all right. Hang on. Oh, Jacqueline, Googling, it's all I'm I have Googling for right now. Yeah, I'm you got to see it. Right it is a straight up sex toy. Like, I, there's no hiding it. I don't know what engineer was like, yes, let's. I think actually this is what happened in the marketing team. They were like, yeah, wouldn't it be hilarious if we set these buckets out? And then it got out as like approved. <laughs> now they're out there they're going to be out there and they look up they look like flashlights like big flashlights <laughs> okay i have found the cheese grater i don't know if there were different versions of this but the cheese grater doesn't seem to have any like branding on it but it comes with a temporary tattoo 
with a picture of a cheese <laughs> yeah. grater with blood dripping off it and it says evil dead rise next to mm. it hey that's only 5.99 plus five dollar shipping oh. on ebay okay well that's Damn. not bad that's you not bad that but i wanted to get they it still have the, the tattoo yeah, Amy, yeah, it's got be the expecting that with your Tom Atkins figurine. I love right. that. I oh, love there's this. different colors of cheese graters. There's black, Ooh. pink, and aqua. <gasps> you can get all three for fifteen dollars. It does. It is pre-owned, so oh, wow. check for chunks of oh, flesh no. in the grates. <laughs> Slightly used. Slightly. Yeah. Oh, this one is signed by Gabrielle Eccles. Who's oh, that? That's cool. Which one was she? That was the lady who signed for the uh, package. But it got delivered. Stupid. Oh, for the package. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's cool. What's the French? The- Bridget. She was Bridget. Which one was Bridget? I don't remember anybody. That's sister, right? I think it was, yeah, one of the sisters. Yeah. She was a sister. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, but that's what? that's $81 plus $10 shipping. I don't know if that's worth it. I'm actually it. surprised you didn't look up the Dune 2 popcorn bucket. Yeah. This that's... is great audio for podcasting. All along as we Google things. Hey, we maintained a dialogue while I was Googling. We did. There was no awkward yeah. silences. What do they call that? Vaping or something? Vapping? Or There's a word for like killing... Making sure there's no dead air and kind of keeping oh, the conversation. Vamp- oh, vamping, 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 vamping. Yeah, vamping. That's it. yeah, not fapping. That's totally different. <laughs> How about? Fapping? I'm totally not doing that. My hands aren't on screen, but I'm vapping for you guys. That's what the I'm Dune not, Two I, I, popcorn not, bucket does. Yeah, I'm not fapping. I'm not fapping. Wow. <laughs> the Dune Two electric uh, bussy boogaloo. Oh my god! <laughs> you, you really have to see this popcorn bucket because it is just so like. It is a sex toy, straight up. Somebody's gonna fuck that bucket, like it's immediately. A, somebody has already. What are the oh, I'm here? sure somebody has. Whoever designed it. It's so funny. <laughs> anyway, Jacqueline, would you say that Heidelberg uh, had the melange of jokes today? Yeah, he has quite We're, a melange. We haven't even yeah. gotten into the. Mm. I don't even. We need to. We need to. We need to. All get right, let's go. It. Let's go. Yeah, I'm sorry. 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 That was a fun side. That was a fun. A fun little side journey. But let's get no, back on the no path now. <laughs> okay, so let's start talking about birth rebirth. Yeah. Uh, this is our second selection uh, this February, which is of course our annual Women in Horror Month. John, this week yes. was your pick. Would you care to explain why you chose Birth Rebirth for us this week? Yeah, I've heard so many other podcasts, and it, it, I, I've seen some really great re- reviews about this movie. I have not read anything about it, but I figured it was perfect for Women in Horror Month. Um, you know, a fairly new movie. It came out in August, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, shortly streaming on Shutter. So I, I picked this movie because I wanted to do something newer. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. I'm glad you did because this mm-hmm. this was one that I kept hearing about last year and I just didn't get around Same. to it in 2023. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad I'm glad you picked it. And to be honest, I'm not sure if I would have watched it on my own without you mm-hmm. picking it. Same. Um, just knowing the premise of it and my kind of personal tastes, but uh, I'm glad that you did. So, mm-hmm. um, so Amy, had you watched this before this week? I had not, but I had heard really good things about it. Uh, and I also, I write reviews for that hashtag show, uh, com, And I'm like, I kind of, I always jump at the Shudder stuff because I know that it's going to be great stuff. Every time I review something from Shudder, they do a fantastic job. 
Um, and that was like one check out virus thirty two. Oh god, no! Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, maybe there's some exceptions to the rule. Uh, yeah, but. That came up on the list. That I, was, I looked at the just a quick like synopsis of it. I was like, "Ooh, that that sounds heavy." You know, that sounds crazy good too. So I didn't get a chance to check it out. Uh, mm-hmm. I was doing you know other stuff or whatever. But yeah, I'm glad that this was picked because I was gonna watch it, but you know now it was like, "Hey, you must watch it because you want to talk about it." So cool, cool, cool. Hydroberg, had you seen this before? No, I had only heard about it recently. Um, you know, people talking about it. Little little bit here and there. Other podcasts covering it. I haven't heard any discussions about it though. Yeah, cool. So so first time for all of us. That's yeah. kind of rare. I think that that happens. <laughs> I think but that's so, the first yeah. time for very, all of us. Very true. Cool. Fresh <laughs> fresh thoughts. Awesome. Uh, well, John, I think it's time to decide whether birth rebirth fucks or sucks. So why don't you start <laughs> us off, please? Well, thank you so much, Jacqueline. I'm actually going to keep this really simple. This is this is a fuck that I don't want to have fuck again with but it was so <laughs> memorable it was so memorable but i don't i don't know it's just i i can't do it again yeah, yeah. i understand mm-hmm. i understand yeah. amy, it, it was it was yeah there you go go ahead amy, amy what do you think uh definitely fucks and i definitely agree with john it's like a one-time viewing like a one and done fuck because it is brutal it is very heavy it is like afterwards, I felt like I had to go watch something really, really funny and stupid to kind of like, you know, clear the palate, so to speak. Yeah. But uh, yeah, really well done. Really good. And yeah, we'll get into it more. But yeah, it fucks. All right. Cool. Hydroberg. Um, yeah, this is this is a slow moving fuck, but it strokes pretty deeply and leaves you drained like some guy's balls in the men's room at the bar. <laughs> Yet I'm left left wanting more after. I don't know. It fucks though. It definitely fucks. All right. All right. How about you, Jacqueline? Birth rebirth. Does it fuck or suck? This movie is like when you see a beautiful man at the end of the bar and you say, I'd like to masturbate you in the bathroom. bathroom. (laughs) Meet me there. (laughs) No, it fucks. Um, Yeah, but it's it's a. his name is Brendan, by the way. <laughs> um, or Jeff Goldblum. Idris <laughs> Alba. I, I would do more than just... Yeah, one doesn't you know, just do... Yeah, no, you don't Idris Alba or Jeff Goldblum. I'm sorry. Some respect on those names. Way more than one. Yeah. Um, no, seriously, to, to echo what y'all said, it, this is a, uh, as, as Heidelberg said, this is a deeply penetrating movie. Um, but also to agree with Amy and John, it's quite heavy i found it really depressing uh i had to kind of stop part way through and like oh like kind of regroup take a breath you know um i won't say i never want to watch it again but it's like i'm gonna need time in between viewings mm-hmm. like i would recommend this to others and i would watch this with others like if I, you know if somebody wanted to watch it i would show it to them and watch with them but like it's not something i can just like throw on for like comfort or background noise that ain't it so um, it fucks, but it's like it, it takes something out of you, I think, mm-hmm. a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it fucks. It's, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, before we go any further, let's go ahead and get that spoiler warning so that we can <clears throat> get into details. You got it. Spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about Birth Rebirth from 2023 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, 
cautiously go watch it, be in the right frame of mind to watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. Berg, Reberg, <laughs> do you have a uh, reach around plot summary? I do. Did you bring um, a, bre- a breast pump and a container? <laughs> was it a breast pump? Yeah, it was. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was too, at least, or like converted or something. Because I mean, they do have sex toys too. That that's how she finished them off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sex yeah, toy. Don't look. I told you not to look. You yeah, yeah. Look. It was a pump, breast pump, right? It was. <laughs> Whatever. It worked for him, man. Ah, uh, anyway, that part's in my notes. Anyway, we'll get to it. Okay. Mute, Jacqueline. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. Oh, Are yeah. you guys ready? Uh-huh, yes. Okay. <clears throat> we start in an ambulance with a semi-conscious young lady. All of it a blur, her eyesight not steady. Themes that feel weighty, themes that feel heavy. The woman doesn't live, yet the baby does. A mother's love that's bathed in blood. Her job it keeps her gone and scrubbed. Her career like a virus. Keeps her away as her everything dies of bacterial meningitis. Now our hearts are beside us. Rose is an odd one, possibly on the spectrum. Gives hand jobs in the men's room, takes the sperm and injects them into the hole that's next to her rectum. None of it is beautiful, but what it supplies us is a glimpse into Rose's work and a taste of her science. A mourning mother with a guilty conscience, like a potbelly pig learning new tricks, such as coming back from the dead and not staying sick. Rose's perpetual miscarriage is all part of her shtick. Now Leela has shown some signs of recovery, her mere existence after death, a scientific discovery. A woman deceived by her grief and her nature of motherly. In desperate times, we take desperate measures. The connection between mother and a child, a tough one to sever. To save your own child, you'd probably do whatever. We are promised death right after birth. It's the one guarantee we have on this earth. Until a moral couple create rebirth. Uh, Oh my God. It was was funny at first. And then it just, it really hit into themes of this fucking movie oh my god i mean yeah. there's so much going on in this movie the themes the 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 you know the plot it's just ah oh. jacqueline well, you get that abrupt opener yeah with this person it's very disoriented and, and mm-hmm. like a an ambulance mm-hmm. which yeah, i just thought mysterious. was an opener but then it really plays into like you said john the the plot later mm-hmm. isn't well, yeah, it there's a... go, go ahead jacqueline no, I was gonna Jacqueline, say, go I was gonna say it's kind of a that opening scene is kind of a funny experience because it's mysterious. We don't know who this woman is who mm-hmm. is you know being taken care of by medical staff, and you know we see in the hospital we see her uh, pass away. The baby is saved, and so obviously that's the way you're beginning the movie. So you're like kind of thrown into it, and then it pivots away from that. And mm-hmm. for a while, you know, for a short while, I don't know if y'all had the same experience, but I was like. Well, what happened to that woman? How is she going to play into this? Like, I just I trusted that the film. Was, yeah, it's just stuff that, you know, Rose is taking home from that lady. But it's shot out of sequence. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I trusted the filmmaker. I'm like, I'm sure they're going to bring it back. And I'm yeah. sure I'll, you know, they'll explain it. Um, but then as the movie went on, I became so invested in Sally and Rose mm-hmm. and Leela. And I, and I totally forgot about that opener. Mm-hmm. Like, com- it yeah. completely so Emily, left my memory. I think that it's her. Yeah, I had no idea when mm-hmm. Emily came into the picture. It even when you know we see her start having a seizure and have you know have to get medical attention. Mm-hmm. Even then, it didn't click for me that that's the woman that we saw in the beginning. It's until, not so they were in the ambulance. Yeah. Until yep. we until it literally repeated the same scene, and then I was like, oh, mm, but it same. it was quite a trick women. because I I really had completely forgotten about it. But you know, they did yeah, bring I'm it like, back around full circle. 
I yeah, even wrote I, my notes. I went, oh, don't tell me that this is the same lady who was in the beginning. No, <laughs> no I, I, I thought the director, they did such a good job. It felt like a fever dream throughout the movie. There, yeah. there wasn't this this grounding of of like, okay, the themes were there. You know, the, the, the you know, the commentary of what's going on here there because there was so there was so much commentary in this movie, you know, this, of of being a, a mother that loses their child or um, you know, stem cell research shit that we've experienced here in the past couple of years. It was just all kind of thrown together in this beautiful stew. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. yeah. I like so we get this moment where the woman's in surgery and she's pregnant and mm-hmm. you know she's she flatlines. She says like the baby's born and she's like, What about am I am I okay? Like she doesn't know about herself. Yeah. And nobody answers her. That yeah. haunted yeah. me. Uh, as soon as like, what about me? And haunted it's played as like Rose is Rose is photographing the mother as the baby's like struggling to live in the next scene, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a nice semblance with the mother's body being drained of its blood after death and then the baby being hooked up to like the monitors like in its birth it's like juxtaposing the two I, the mother's I, life draining I, from her and the baby being given yeah to echo that i love the beginning scene of where celia silly um yeah she she's like really kind of supporting the baby that's premature Mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. and then towards the end it was just like 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 there was this very nice parallel to that mm-hmm. so and it makes it seem like that's our beginning right so like it makes it seem yeah. like they work in the same building unaware of each other mm-hmm. right Silly's taking care of this child who's you know the mother was lost and what's her name's doing some nefarious shit taking organs home with her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh Hello. To say uh, Muriel. <laughs> well, yeah. but we well, don't know that. Well, to work on her serum. Well, to work no, on her serum, work on her serum for yeah. humans, right? Yeah. Right. Um, Which is what we, we go... think she's doing. Yeah. Can we go back for a second just to that, you know, that scene with Emily dying, even though we don't know it's Emily at the mm-hmm. beginning? Um, I think that's it's actually really important that when she's on the operating table or the delivery table and they're trying to get the baby out safely and <clears throat> somebody says, Oh, don't worry. Your baby's going to be okay. I promise. And then Emily says, but what about me? Like Mm -hmm. that, that is an important line. Huge. For a couple, for, for multiple reasons. On the one hand, I actually think it comes across as a little, little bit jarring because I think there's this expectation or like a portrayal of mothers in media as being like all, like all sacrificing and all Mm -hmm. giving and just the very question, like the the very question of saying, what about me, is like seen, I think, as a little bit unseemly for mothers. Okay. I mean, she had a seizure and she ends up in the hospital. I think mm, it- I'm just t- I'm just talking in generalities here, like yeah, yeah. Uh, for for a mother to say, but what about me? Like, am I going to be OK? I think it's like a little unexpected just because I don't think that's portrayed very often. Oh, absolutely. Films. That's why and I like so- it. Yeah, me too. And so I think that that's a little unexpected and like in a in a good way, but mm-hmm. could be met with some negativity. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Don't you care about your baby? Like, yeah. And you might think that's over the top, but like that that is something that mothers can experience. It's like any, I mean, any yeah. deviation from caring for your children or any thought for yourself can be viewed as selfish. Mm-hmm. And did, so, and didn't I, I really, those? Yeah, those birth scenes almost seem like the most gory of the movie yeah. to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a, a, again, he's, 
Birth is birth an is absolute boring. horror show. Yes, yeah. I, I was in the Air Force. I, I I was I was at EMT. I was in the medical field, so I've seen a C-section. Mm -hmm. So for me, that is horrific. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that I think the director really just focused a lot on that more, more for the gore. And then the rest of the, the storyline, the plot was, was focused around like these other themes, you know? I don't think that yeah, the gore never felt uh, exploitative or anything like that. Like, no. It felt natural no. to the story. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that, but I think oh, they okay. showed a majority of the gore with that. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. You know even with uh, Lila uh, uh, killing the pig later in the movie, mm -hmm. um, they Some didn't show Muriel, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. That pig was awesome. Can I go the on a just... tangent for a second? Yes. Oh, boy. I thought there was something else going on here, too, with the mother okay. who was dead. Like, this film lets you think some certain things where I thought she was testing the serum to bring her mother back. And there was a moment where, because when she finds the videos of the mother, I'm like, oh, she's testing stuff on the mother. Mm -hmm. And then this is kind of where her like her grief through her mother, it feels like kind of made her her research in this field go even further. You know what I mean? Well, like I feel she like that's her driving force as a kid, she said. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, exactly. I feel like that's her driving force. Now, there's a moment where I'm thinking, what if she put her mother into the pig? And that's where her mother's been this whole time, like her consciousness. And her next plan was to put it into Lila. Like I was thinking maybe oh. they were setting up some nefarious shit where she I was like. You doing this to put her mother's consciousness back into a body hmm. so, or like get her like there was something more going on besides just scientific research in my mind for a moment. And I was kind of running these different themes in my head of like, well, what could be going on right now? And what it is, I was thinking it might have tied back to the mother somehow. Huh. That's interesting, uh, but I, I I really read it as she was just trying to figure out how to successfully reanimate tissue. Yeah. I, I don't know that it was going so far as to like, and I don't need it to transfer thinking... transferring consciousness. That that would be an interesting idea, was... but I think like I think this film is really trying to stick within the realm of like scientific believability. Obviously, not scientific mm -hmm. reality, but like plausibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it never questions yeah. like what's in the beyond or anything. It's it's not about right. that. Right. It's about coming back, right? So we're not about like, hey, you know, what was it? What would you see or anything? It's just about right. No, that's not the that's just about the grieving idea. and getting your, your I loved feel one. Like back. a lot of the theme was like kind of like a threefer. It was like the horrors of motherhood, like the straight up truth of giving birth. That is horrifying, and you know, it's it's crazy, and also the fears of having a, your child die, and then what will you do? How far will you go? to bring your kid back you know no then, matter what and then even like with the question of uh what about me like i really think that like you said jackal it was really huge because again like as a lady you're taught you know you're supposed to have kids and you're supposed to take care of them and it doesn't matter if you don't sleep or you don't eat or it doesn't you know nobody gives mm -hmm. a shit about the mom mm -hmm. and i think when it comes down to like this became like a huge thing where like rose she was practically giving birth repeatedly to make yeah. these serums, you mm -hmm. know, to re, you know, to reanimate a pig or to reanimate a child or whatever else. She wasn't taking care of herself. You know, she was just straight up, you know, doing that. And then of course the nurse, uh, uh, Celia, you know, just basically stealing from the hospital, uh, just straight up doing things that she should not have been doing whatsoever <laughs> and then killing a woman in the end Spar sorry yeah. spoiler alert but killing a woman in order to get her kid back mm -hmm. and i just find that just 
it's just so like I, I thought it was very well um, wrapped up in you could just almost like classify this as like the the horrors of motherhood, like just a straight up like <laughs> a ball of that. Yeah, Amy, I agree with that. I mean, like mm-hmm. to me, it's just it, it, and Jacqueline, you could speak on this more than any of us. I mean, to me, you would do anything to save your child. It mm-hmm. does not matter because or, you want to live you want to live longer than your child and and have them flourish. Mm-hmm. So Celie, you know, really did everything that she could. I want to mention uh, the actor that played Rose. Yeah. Oh my God. Great job. She's from the Dark and the Wicked. She was the sister. Oh. Here's the thing. So here's here's the thing with me is it almost felt like, um, you know, the character of Mandy in the movie Mandy. Oh, yeah. It felt like her. You know, it just felt like this sickly woman that that just was doing everything for her work. Mm. Yeah, but Um, this woman, she's she's like other level intelligence. That's why I I mentioned that she feels like she's kind of on the spectrum. She's not. Yeah, I thought yeah, she's she, got she weird social like she maybe issues. Had and, some Asperger's you know what I mean? Because um, it's interesting too that we mention, you know, motherhood so much for. Uh, uh, how do you say her name again? Selly. Selly. Yeah, Selly. I keep forgetting. I keep Selly. Um, and it <laughs> is apologize. the movie does th- play on that so much, but then you got Rose's character who doesn't really feel any attachment to mother- her motherhood because mm-hmm. she's just using it as a way to further her research you know what i mean like it's interesting that she uses it in a way and doesn't really seem it's like a device for her she doesn't even seem that when she says oh i can't conceive anymore it's not because she's like oh i'll never have my own baby it's like oh mm-hmm. i can't continue my research you know what i mean it's, right. it's yeah interesting lauren moss um, character, like lauren that. moss made a comment in an, in an interview where she said i thought this was an interesting way to think of it um Rose treats her body like a vending machine. Mm-hmm. And even though she takes really good care of her body, otherwise, like she's very clean eating. Yeah, you know, she's, she's very, like, yeah, she's like very particular about what she puts in her body, but she is essentially treating her body like a vending machine. I thought that was an interesting way to it. put it. But also, I think that in this movie, she's exploring, um, or, uh, they're exploring um, like the role of motherhood without biological ties because. Yeah. Rose does give of her body to Leela mm-hmm. and um, and she also becomes a major caregiver for her. She Not does. all the time because I keep wanting to say Carla. Forgive me if I say Carla because she was Carla on Scrubs. Yeah. But yeah, she was. Yeah. there's like a co-parenting going on between them. Yeah, at some point, yeah. which so is interesting. Like, to they me. form kind of a, a little like alternative nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like team up this to movie. There's a moment where what's her name comes back to the house and she says, I'm home, Carla. Yeah. She and says, on the I'm phone, home. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Well, and when Rose collapses, Sally calls the hospital or she speaks to somebody at the hospital and she's like, um, I'm trying. Is she OK? What happened? And the, the guy's like, oh, I don't know if I can divulge. And, and she's yeah. like, well, we live together. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, OK. Well, she collapsed, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, so but Rose does develop her own kind of relationship with Leela. Um, it's not the same kind of relationship that Sally has, but she does spend a good amount of her energy and attention on Leela. And I would argue that in her own way, she forms a certain kind of bond with her. Absolutely. There were moments when I was worried that that might threaten the relationship between Leela and Sally. So did I. There's a moment when Sally is trying to like comfort her, trying to speak to her or something, Mm -hmm. and Leela startles and then cries. She kind of wants her other mommy. It's 
yeah she's like what's the matter it's mommy it's just me mm -hmm. and rose says oh you you frightened her you know and because right. rose has been the one who's been there all day taking care of her and sally just got home and it was kind yeah. of like a change of pace and um and sally even seems to question later i think it's while she's bathing leela in the tub and mm -hmm. she's like and who's mommy who's mommy and there's like a there's like a pause yeah and you can tell she's thinking yeah. about it and i was so afraid that she was gonna look towards the door as if she were looking out of the yeah. room towards rose but after a few beats then she she doesn't point or anything but no, she but lifts she her eyes and looks at sally and it's like oh like such a relief that, that yeah. was so beautifully shot there's also and, and to backtrack a little bit jacqueline is that there, there's you know um Leela is actually watching this bird show or like, like what would mm -hmm. be considered, I guess, SpongeBob or something like that. Where like, she's very it's familiar with. And yeah. then Rose says something like, uh, you know, they played that song 8 billion times and it was like, yeah, it's part of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it looks was... like she has no idea how kids yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. But you know, I like, mean, welcome it... to motherhood. You got to yeah, hear the same is. little annoying song <laughs> yeah. 40,000 times. There was that nurture of the mother. And then there was the experimental doctor of like, you know, how, mm -hmm. how is she doing? She cared about Leela. I mean, Rose did, but mm -hmm. more yeah. of a experimental type well, first. And then, but do you think there was think an, over there, time. A, an emotional attachment grew Absolutely. You know, over time in, in her I own do. way? When she's carrying her, when the pig dies, you yeah. expect her to. You expect her to get mad. There's that mm -hmm. moment when the she's in the shower. She comes out of the shower, and there's that moment striking where she's naked. Oh yeah, Leela's right there, and she touches her. She reaches out and touches her scar. Yeah, we're having she, you know her basically she you know yeah reproductive uh, organs taken out. Well, she had a hysterectomy, right? Yeah. Because I mean, like like her 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 reproductive organs. And I just were thought so... that was striking, like the little kid. Dude. An undead little kid of sorts, like brought back to life, like reborn because of her research. And she's touching her stomach, her natural, you know, place of birth for, I don't know. It's very interesting. And, she's and before, and before that, you know, when, when Rose is in the hospital and she's like feeling down, she's like, can I re reproduce anymore? You know, that that's her biggest worry. Yeah. Well, because of her research though. No, understood. So, but I mean, okay. I, I thought it was a very you know, a very strong scene that, Absolutely. you know, that, that was her, her first, her first concern. Yeah. So do you guys think that Rose evolves at all as a character? Yeah. Because she doesn't want to do the research anymore. She doesn't want to continue with the, it's kind of switches because mm -hmm. uh, the mom is the one who ends up going after Emily and forcing the issue yeah. um, further yeah. when where once the body's in the, in the freezer, I feel like, um rose is sort of like okay that's it it's done it's like mm -hmm. you know it failed we're done yeah, yeah. rose but rose actually over. said something very sweet to celia it, it was you know <clears throat> you should spend as much time with her as yeah, you can right she's now gonna because die. exactly but yeah. but but again there, yeah. there's some arc with rose that you know bedside matter that she didn't have earlier in the film correct that's that, a good that, point john yeah. yeah i think that's like the greatest level of emotional awareness that we get from her Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when she, I just like the way she, like you see here, she's actually not afraid to like hold the child or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, you think she'd be mm -hmm. like, Ugh. yeah, you know, like yeah. you ever seen somebody hold a baby who yeah, does not want to hold a baby? Like kids <laughs> kids. Can we Take talk for back. a moment just on the the scene of her in the bar? Like, what did you think first time going in? Like what she was doing because we get this chubby dude. He looks like the chubby catcher from Sandlot. Yeah. I was totally he like, does. <laughs> the dude from Sandlot. 
Honestly, oh. I thought that they were. You're setting, killing me, Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. That's much, oh, I had something. that joke. Down. You got it. That they Sorry. were setting. Sorry, Amy, what? No, I think they were set. I thought they were setting something up because I felt like the way that they kind of like introduced Rose, she was very like uh, cold, mm -hmm. doctor, calculated, like very straightforward. You know, no like sugarcoating whatever and then when she was in the bar i thought they were setting up like she's some sort of like crazy sex addict or something that just was you know having sex or whatever but then i got herbert it, west vibes from her but when it was basically like i i should have known better because we were just introduced to a cold and very calculated person mm -hmm. so like it was basically just to get gem genetic material that she could not access that's it mm. like there wasn't anything sexy about it there wasn't nope. anything fun about it it was just i just need this i would box. like to take you like, in the bathroom and masturbate you yeah yeah thought, exactly the, the wording of that was so brilliant it <laughs> yeah. wasn't like hey i want to take so you to the clinical bathroom i thought she was off. throwing him like a bone she was like oh poor guy he kind of struck out uh i thought they were setting her up as like some sort of like sex addict or something and then when or at she least somebody that, was trying to be sexually active but they're awkward and then, with yeah it. and then when she said that i was like oh she's getting right to the point and then when the they showed the the actual you know act, I was like, oh no, like nobody's enjoying this other than this dude, and really he's not really all that enjoying this, and like she's just getting genetic material. That's it. Like she doesn't give a shit. She's just like whatever, just you know, do it, hurry up, let's go. And then like that's the end of it. And I thought this is interesting because I felt like Rose is almost like a um, depiction of like a career focused woman who doesn't have children, you know what mm. I mean? Like kind yeah. of like that kind of caricature, if you will. But then you look behind the scenes and she is, you like getting pregnant on purpose to use these things for serums and try to, you know, bring back her mom or bring back her uh, another kid or like various other things. Like she's doing things behind the scenes that, I mean, I guess are motherly, but they're really horrific and, like we're good cause, cool. but yeah, I don't see them as motherly at all. I see them as no. totally clinical. Yeah, yeah same. Um, what about the Jacqueline, relationship with the pig? Let me ask Jacqueline something real quick. What did you think of the the breast pump? Because I mean, it's it, like this movie has so much to chew on after you watch it one time. You're just like, God damn! How long I, did the I, batteries I, last on those? I'm just asking. No, no I, I'm just. I don't I, know. I, I always used a manual one. I I found them easier to use actually. Yeah, so I I just I, I find it interesting <laughs> that it was a breast pump. To know. <laughs> yeah, to uh, to capture extract. this guy's ejaculate. I mean, it makes uh, it makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, okay. like, that's that's some strong suction. Like, yeah. It, yeah. it's like more than you would think. And he's think, at peak, but... John, basically. So, like, any I, I, like a strong wind could blow through that door, and he would be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Maybe to capture it all or something. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, if there yes. was some some sort of symbolism of using the breast pump to... I just think I it's mean, like she's in, she's in a clinical... She works in a clinical setting and has access to clinical yeah. materials, I, and it's a good I, way... It, it's a good way to collect, you know, material. Like yeah, she's a woman without... with a breast pump. Nobody's gonna. I, I got that, yeah. but but the thing is, is it, it just seems like the, there was something more to that scene of why she had the breast pump, like with her. Just You're looking to, for some I, symbol and symbolism. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. Maybe I'm looking far. Uh, that's for far. the sequel, jerk slash rejerk. Jerk rejerk. <laughs> You know, I think it's electric really <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really funny. Like when she looked at it, she was just like kind of like disappointed in the amount. You know, mm -hmm. she's like, mm, okay, I guess. 
you know. Yeah, it's it's out. quality, not quantity, ladies. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that and specimen was quality. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was a child star. He was in the in sandlot. My... So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought I thought the way she she inserted it into herself. I mean, again, was very cold I love that and, whole and cl- clinical yeah. uh, about I don't know her I like this she had music like... playing it sounded like it was kind of warm in the house you she know what I mean cool she music. fed her pig I, was like, I yeah, wouldn't expect really her to have cool music. music we see the we see the specimens in the freezer and then the blood samples or, or the serums yeah. we don't quite yeah. know what's going on yet so I'm like did she hook that up to the pig yeah okay. what does that mean yeah and then she injects herself out. with the serum where the mm-hmm. the you know the semen to yeah semen serum whatever yeah. Okay. Well, well, no, no, no. With the pig, it was the stem cells, right? Which yeah. kept Mariel alive, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the okay. serum. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It it took me a while because I I could not for the life of me fathom why she was impregnating herself. Yeah, me neither. Like, I was like, why does she want to do this? She does not seem like a nurturer no. at all. I completely did not foresee the purpose of the insemination. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when that was revealed i was like oh that's a huge yeah. so i guess she carries it to that moment and then once she gets um you know the okay from the doctor that she's at that moment and then she yeah, forces she a miscarriage or yeah. whatever yeah whatever that mephistoprone or whatever mm-hmm. it is that yeah forces that, that, i thought she was constipated for a moment and then i was like oh okay no i i saw <laughs> See, that's the one thing I I saw coming is that because she had oh, this, she had yeah, like like she put it in the toilet, yeah, like and she's just bath. like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, and man. it was like, oh my god, this is fucking. Well, they heavy. show it like the oh, next scene why are, too. Why are we? Oh, it's kind of a cool image. So I will say when they show it the next scene in like yeah. the oh, it's heavy pile. though, Hydraberg dude. I, it, oh, yeah. it was like a little fucking tadpole. I mean, oh, Laura Moss god. went there. Like they went yeah. there. Yeah, I respect yeah. it. I respect. I think it it's too. done delicately, though. It's it's weird. This is a it's a blunt movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Like her character, Rose is blunt, sort of. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, there's still some moments of tenderness to this film too, and then uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's emotional too. I do think there are moments like with the with Lila. There's not as much emotion with that as I thought there was going to be. Mm-hmm. She's sort of just like a little you know, undead kid. They don't yeah. really delve into it as much as I thought. The relationship felt- with her and her mother. Yeah, when I she's felt back. Like, like I don't when know. She was back, and she ended up killing the pig because the pig nipped at her. And I thought I that that was going to go somewhere else. I thought that was going to go someplace like else. Some kind like of to aggression. Where, oh shit! This is kind of like Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like yeah. it, well, it's like Frankenstein meets Pet Cemetery, right? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Like reanimates, well, but who's really there? It's and, got those themes. It's a Frankenstein. Yeah. It's about like the desperation of a parent and, mm-hmm. and the That's futility the of trying to artificially, you know, bring. You know, reverse death. Yeah, right? but that's the that's the elephant in the room. This movie is a Frankenstein movie. However, it was done so like delicately, but in your face at the same yeah. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. a good mix. I'm it alone, doesn't hold anything back. <laughs> sure. It's also interesting too that kind of speaks on when we first, uh, uh, silly. Um, we get we frame her as like, oh, she works a lot, or she like mm-hmm. that moment where her kid's sick and she takes mm-hmm. her next door. I almost feel like. Take her to the doctor. You know what I mean? She's pretty sick, it looks like. But yeah. she's also late for work, right? Yeah. And so it's like she's got to do what she's got to do. She's got this neighbor who can help out. So I just mm-hmm. I don't blame her at all. She's she's crew. Like you said, she's a crew woman, just mm-hmm. like uh, Rose is, too. Mm-hmm. But she's got a kid, so she's got to go to work. And it's just it's just horrible to see that, like the fact that she's going to have that guilt, too. 
Yeah. That's a big thing is like Huge. the guilt. And I think she's trying to make up for that after Leela comes back because then she's spending so much time with her. And she's always, what does she keep saying to her? She keeps saying, mommy's here. I'm yeah. here. Mommy's mm -hmm. here. It's like, she's trying to like apologize yeah. for what she sees as like a moment, that moment of neglect before Leela's death, which her I have to say like that, is, like that. I don't know. I mean, I, from what I understand, I think, Bacterial meningitis can really be quite sudden. Yeah, um, it's, it's fast moving. I think I had that's a, why it's so deadly because it's like, yeah, you know, and one let minute me you tell think you, you have the flu, next minute, boom. I know you she know? was dead in like within eight hours. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, like when you have little kids, like they get mm -hmm. sick all of the time. Mm -hmm. And like if her I think her only symptom was like a fever, like she woke mm -hmm. up yeah. sweating and she was hot. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you called out of work every single time your kid had like a little temperature or whatever and if you have a neighbor who's willing to like take care of her yeah, for yeah. the day mm -hmm. like that's i mean honestly it's like, almost like oh you're running late already just take off just say <laughs> but it wouldn't it wouldn't have done anything anyway probably anyway she would have just had the same situation happen and while well, she she just would have been there that's all mm -hmm. and but so i think the, that's it but i think that's good that's that that was in the movie because yeah. i think yeah. like yeah. honestly nobody told me that so much of parenting was going to be fear and so much of parenting was going to be guilt yeah mm -hmm. um those are like strong emotions that I have experienced while parenting that like nobody warns me about. And of course there's, there's a lot more to it than that, but the, sure. those are like, those, those are present. Yeah. I felt bad. For and Paul and in this too, movie in too. A lot. And, yeah. and Jacqueline, let me set up something that you talked about as far as the guilt is that uh, Leela and, and Celia are on the bus and, Leela says to her mom, and she's like, I, I, I don't feel like I'm getting enough attention. Yeah. And it's then, like a cute you know, moment, she, too, because she's being sad. It's adorable, but it, it, sets up, it sets up for later in the movie. And like you're saying, Jacqueline, it really sets up, you know, that guilt that she's having that she didn't pay attention to her daughter. You know, she's it, 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 she's this little girl is so adorable and she did such a great job in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it was like those little things, those little nuances of, of where, you know, she would look up at her mom and she's like, I'm not getting enough attention. And mom would like snap that out that of lady's her. dress, right? Or something on the bus. Mm -hmm. She was, yeah. She yeah. Was yeah. Touching she's like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I also, um, <laughs> it's the way that they said goodbye too, right? Cause she was being fussy and mom had to yeah. go and mom didn't get a proper goodbye. Mm -hmm. yeah. and sometimes you gotta do that i did that with samara that. this morning dropping her off at daycare she didn't want me to go normally go. she's great when i drop her off today she didn't want me to go i was late because it's the day after super bowl and you know mm -hmm. hard to get going in the morning and i was right. like i love you baby bye and she's kind of like reaching for me um, and that's horrible you know yeah. that's yeah, a that horrible sucks. feeling but like you you can't like go on like that all day you mm -hmm. know you can't go on like that for an hour it, it'll just make it worse you can't go on like that for 10 minutes it makes it worse mm -hmm. Yeah, no. so it's that's just a thing that happens and god forbid anything ever happened to one of my children after a goodbye like that but goodbyes like that happen frequently it's just no understood and I, <clears throat> I thought that that scene on the bus was like a real gut punch because it played mm -hmm. in until later in the movie like mm -hmm. you said jacqueline that that celia was very uh attentive to her yeah, you know, every little tone. thing she's her second oh, absolutely. Too, like, yeah, yeah absolutely and she's taking that chance well and when when Leela says that that comment on the bus, to me that didn't sound like something natural that a child would say. It struck me as something that Sally taught her to say. Yeah. Like if you feel like I'm too distracted, you know, yeah, you need tell to tell me. mommy I'm yeah. not getting enough attention, and then I'll understand and I'll 
come back to you. So it sounds like this has been a a pattern in their relationship because that's exactly what it sounded like to me is like a phrase that she was taught to like get her mother's attention. Sometimes mommy gets distracted. So let her know. Tell me. Yes. I also thought it was very interesting that um, like during those interactions, you could definitely tell like, there, you know, it's 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 a, a daughter and a mother, and you know, like there's a relationship. But when she, the daughter, is brought back from mm -hmm. death, it's like nothing. You know, yeah. like there's nothing there. And I just thought that was a very cool choice to make instead of like 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 this. <gasps> I'm back, mommy. It's like yes. Who the shit are you? I don't care. I'm gonna kill this pig. Like nothing behind here. I'm just gonna grunt. You know, like so. What do you? It also kind of set me up to think like, okay, so you did all this work, like this woman, you know, I hate to say it, it, I know it sounds crass, but you know, this woman crapped out another kid to make a serum to bring this other kid back. And then when this kid comes back, this kid is not the same. Um, and like, what do you do? Like, are you, are you satisfied now? Like you went through all of that to bring back a grunting pig killer like like what did you just do you R. know p muriel man <laughs> i well i i agree with you um amy it's like i i'm glad that it that they didn't go in that direction of like mm -hmm. oh my kid is normal again because that's not really believable no. i mean i know that this is not a, a you know like a believable it's not a realistic story obviously no. but no, no, it no. still yeah. was trying to be believable it's not outrageous either and though. i can yeah True. so i can buy into the story of like reanimating the tissues mm -hmm. yeah. and i think for most of this time that's all leela is is just reanimated tissue mm -hmm. like the base instincts are functioning like she needs food she needs water she's conscious she like can make like, sounds like but a stroke victim she's gonna have to learn things again or like you know yeah. learn to walk yeah and but like speak. even her thought like she's not having thoughts in there that she can't no. express like i don't think sure. there's a lot of thought going on but i do feel like there was kind of a dangling a dangling carrot for the whole movie that like rose kept saying like oh as time goes on she's gonna learn oh she's progressing so rapidly and yeah I kept expecting to see her get to the point where she was almost like her old self again. Mm -hmm. But then it started to fail. Like they ran mm -hmm. out of serum and they it was, oh, she's hit, instead and it didn't work like as she, well. Yeah. Like she's hit yeah. a plateau and now she's starting to backslide and we need this other stuff. Oh, I can't have any more fetal tissue. And, and so they um, spin the wheels a little bit during that yeah. moment. But I do like that they did that because then. I felt like it kind of gave it another heightened level because yeah, it's another dilemma. Oh no, like. you know, she's, she's backsliding. What else can we do? And then it, that's when it like drives uh, Celia to like take matters into her own hands and go to that pregnant woman's house and like give her a seizure so she could take advantage of, mm. you know, forcing a birth that seems on this tough. woman, you know, I like feel bad for that Emily help. lady. Yeah, is that moment where she's getting victim. the procedure yeah. and she looks over and you can see the needle like an inch Oof. away from the baby's head? Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah, we're not going to be using this hospital anymore." And it's like, I wonder why. Like, she doesn't want to do this anymore. No, yeah, and like nobody's really communicating with her. Nobody mm -hmm. seems like all that concerned. And that seems like that's really prevalent in, especially like women's health stuff. Is no one tells you the goddamn mm -hmm. truth of what is going on half mm -hmm. the time? It's like. Some people, like a lot of doctors will like try to sugarcoat it or try to make you feel better or say, you know, okay. 
but when in actuality you want to hear the truth you want to hear what in the world is going on and what you know yeah. so i think that definitely plays in the fears of you know especially in women's health and especially during pregnancy you know a lot could go wrong and you don't know you know until it's happening and oh shit you know what are we doing now and it's i don't know it just feels like i felt like they used a very good technique of panic like throwing in panic just to, like little spurts of panic um to just show like how fast things can change and how fast like the you think things are going okay and then well that's like the daughter okay. she just dies like in the next like in the next yeah. scene you see her just on the bus and next done. like five minutes later she's dead yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck is it's, going it's on shocking i mean it took me a minute to like understand because they like, bring her really? into the room with rose and i'm like that little girl almost looks like the other little girl like i hope that's not her and you're like wait a minute <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, what did she? I thought that was food on the floor with like blood or something like that. She puked when she mm. came home. Oh. She saw that that yeah. stain on the. Was that like her skin flaking off, like coming off or whatever? No, like, I, th- I, think it was, I think it was blood on the floor. Blood I think it was, and like it looked she like up food or when the child was brought back <clears throat> that she had a bunch of sores on her. Yeah, and they but were healing, like but they were still was, sort of visible. Yeah, maybe that was part of it or something. But yeah, like when I saw that and then. As soon as she, I knew as something was going to go wrong, as soon as she like accidentally uh, let her to, uh, let the let her phone go in the toilet on accident, just a you know run of the mill accident, oopsie daisy, and then you know she talk about panic. Yeah, she gets back home and she's like, "Whoa, what's going?" She's going from like zero to a hundred because yeah. you know like she she doesn't know where anybody is. It's jarring. She sees that. She sees a no. Oh crap! She gets you know where she needs to be, and she. I mean, and they did not waste any time killing off that kid either. Like they just, boom! It was done, donezo. And I just thought that that was actually a pretty smart idea to show like how quick you know things could go wrong, not only in pregnancy but also with your kid just hanging out. So I thought it was very cool that they just like this movie moved fast too. Like there was no like lulls like you were still trying to figure something out that you just saw and there was more mm. happening and you're trying to like digest what just happened it's just it was it was good what, what did it. the mom think she was gonna do though like if she brought her daughter back like she's dead like that's right? the like, thing that's the road, thing is like she's not thinking ahead no mm-hmm. because if, she, if yeah well, she's she's, she's, she's absolutely she never actually not grieved. thinking ahead that's yeah. the thing too i do wish the film kind of showed a little bit more of her grieving before she she kind of instantly gets shown her daughter in the bed. Yeah, and I sort of true. wish there was a moment where she got to sit with the fact that her daughter's dead for a while and then yeah. maybe found out after. Mm, I see. They show it like maybe that that's, I don't know. She kind of pretends like she was grieving when she meets her friend yeah. uh, at the like hospital there's not going to be a service and yeah, <clears throat> all that yeah. jazz. But yeah. we never actually see her grieve too much. We do see her hold on to her you know, daughter's belongings, but then... Mm-hmm. There's no moment where the film really sits with her for a moment. I feel like with the death of her daughter, mm-hmm. it's yeah, almost that's, like that's it's that real. Like it is. It I mean, because it's like she's back automatically yeah. when she finds out, and that happens pretty quickly. So it does. I don't think she's had time. Well, because I think when something like that happens, I feel like there must be a state of shock. There is for, yeah. for some time. For some time, yeah. and I don't yeah. know. I mean, everybody's different, but I I imagine that there's at least some kind of you know measurable period of, of shock during which it hasn't sunk in yet you know and like I, when she gets and, her ride home 
And all of a sudden, yeah. it's like she's home and the ride went by and she and she's like, oh, we're here. And she's kind uh -huh. of zoning out. That's like kind of how yeah. you kind of get. Well, yeah. well, and I also thought that that there was uh, that Laura actually really explained it well, that when Celia goes to see her daughter's body, well, it's not here. Yeah, that too. It's and amazing. then all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden, Rose is gone. And, mm -hmm. you know, she chases her down. I, I thought well, she sees that, that was... first time putting that big ass bag that she carries all the time in the. How is nobody car? suspicious about that dance? <laughs> what is in the suitcase, <laughs> and why are you wheeling it back and forth? Heavy wheeling shift? out a heavy suitcase <laughs> yeah. every time she. Couldn't she just out? have something smaller, like, "Oh, this is my lunch, and it's just organs." <laughs> yeah, right. Like a under an ice pack. Like, remember those igloo yeah. coolers? Yeah. <laughs> so my the Stanley thing about cup from Starbucks. So the thing about Sally's character arc is I truly spent this whole movie believing that there was going to come a point at which Sally would just like it would you know it would it would come to an end the whole experiment would come to an end somehow mm -hmm. and she would let go mm -hmm. and learn to accept the loss of her daughter one way or another whether they decided to stop the experiment or whether the experiment stopped working or whatever like I assumed that there would come a point at which Leela died for real, for good, and Sally had to come to terms with that, whether willingly or unwillingly. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was going to be the arc of her character was like finding acceptance. And then and only then could she grieve. You know, I mean, we've seen a lot of movies like that in recent years, like the Babadook is about accepting loss and the grief mm -hmm. and all that. And so, you know, and there, I feel like after the Babadook, there have been a lot of movies about trauma and grief and loss and how to come to terms with that. Mm -hmm. And, and so, it never goes away. Right. It, you can learn to coexist with it. It doesn't go away. It's still there, but you can let it go and move on. And I, and I, because there's been sort of a glut of that type of film in the recent years, I expected that to be the journey that Sally went on as well. And that absolutely did not happen. No. Like that was not her character yeah. arc. I was not expecting her to they... go to that woman's house and drug her and then like i was like what are you doing they filmed <laughs> that freezer scene so brilliantly oh, because it disturbed yeah. me more than the anything in else in the movie absolutely yeah. me too, me too. It, it, it 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 like it affected me i just went oh fuck yeah <laughs> it was those like, open eyes yeah and mm -hmm. she yeah. did not she looked like she was awake and yeah. seeing but she probably put her in there while she still was awake maybe so that I, she could bring her back Maybe. And, and and the ambiguity of that is mm -hmm. just you don't know until the very very end. Yeah, and it was just it was so disturbing to me. I mean that, that fucked me up more than anything in this movie. Yeah, that, when I saw scene. when I saw Rose walk in and there was water on the floor. Yeah, and I was like at first I thought Celia was like screw this and like took everything out of the freezer. But she was killed like, herself with yeah, the kid. messing things up. But then I, when they opened the freezer and the kid was in there, I'm like, oh, my God, she's going to do something stupid and try to bring her back. And mm -hmm. then she, next That's scene, boom, she's knocking on the door doing something yeah. stupid. You know, <laughs> That's goosebumps right there. I mean, yes. like, I still think about that scene and I'm just I'm so disturbed by it. Yeah, I really am. I thought that at one moment or not uh, at, at the film was maybe going to go the route where the mother was going to have to kill the kid. Because yeah. the kid's a monster or something, you know. I, I mean, thought that too. I thought or that too. 
uh you know the the some kind of poetic like tragedy the kid kills the mother you know what i mean right uh, yeah the mother just couldn't let go and then mm -hmm. the kid is a monster and ends up killing the mother anyway or but, whatever but the and way Rose they keeps it around or i don't know but right the way they filmed it is that lila flatlined yeah and then it was like that's the end and yeah. then you get this you get this like like twist of like nope that's not nope. the end that's, nope yeah. it's not and then it, it it was so funny because i remember when i watched it and you know again spoiler alert i know we warned everybody but when um they bring back the the daughter they do it again and Celia's like welcome back baby i was like god damn it let that girl yeah, just die it's a, she really needs Leave to let alone. go like what are you doing i even yelled at the screen i'm like you did it again and the like, kid's just like you hear a grunt again right doesn't it like yeah, yeah but, like, but, but amy go well amy they, they brought back the mom of where they're doing the ambiotic fluid of where they're trying to get yeah. the serum you yeah but know? she's dead and now so like i you, understand what are you gonna that, do after they, this you, no, keep they needed the placenta. Uh, Rose yeah, the placenta. explained that the, yeah. the placenta was going to, you know, hey, I could do this for a year or something yeah. like that. Whatever she said. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. She, she's just holding on to whatever, I guess. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird. Uh, I mean, it's weird. Are fucking like... tea. I mean, it was just like, like, yeah. oh, my God, this is so heavy. And it was like a mom will do anything to save her child. Right? You can kill another Jacqueline, mom. Mm-hmm. I would totally like kill a pregnant woman to reanimate my dead child's corpse. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> Twice. Baby lives. Twice. <laughs> baby does live. So well, I have to, yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, the baby lives, but the mom doesn't. That's fucked no, up. Yeah. I gotta I say, just, like, oh, sorry. Go I ahead, also Amy. thought it was very interesting. I love the fact that they picked uh, two people in the health community to yeah. do this. Because they could have picked like any like, you know, oh, some like weird rich woman, you know, decided to do this with a crazy scientist or whatever. And they picked like two people that work in a hospital and they're just normal ladies just doing, I guess, normal lady stuff until all this stuff. <laughs> but like normal. they were totally fine <laughs> until like things happen and it gets out of hand and like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're reanimating corpses like holy shit and then like yeah rose is giving vasectomies to it's dudes crazy. With, uh, with <laughs> and then like <laughs> to even think about like on um the end of like the the amount of trust that we all have in people in the medical community you know we trust that they have our health in their minds when they're doing things or we trust that they're not going to hurt us on purpose and with that scene of she coming over to the pregnant woman's house and being helpful and giving her tea and poisoning the tea like i just was like how low can, can this go but, but, this yeah. is crazy but they they set it up so beautifully yes. because it's oh, just yeah. like hey listen you know um we've had troubles with with you know getting the results back everything's great you're doing fine you know you're going to be able to carry this baby to term nobody comes to your house from the fucking hospital yeah, no i i understand that but the, yeah. the the way they set it up was oh, yeah. like beautifully done oh, i do yeah, have like, a uh i didn't get any new york vibes from this movie we're <laughs> no supposed to be in new york they talk about the rangers and the garden that's yeah that's it. right yeah. they did talk about the yeah. rangers yeah. but other than that i didn't get new york vibes i mean What's her name's character? Carla. She she struck me as like somebody who might be from the Bronx, maybe or something. Right, yeah. right, right. And and Hydraberg, I'm gonna go back to the assistant for Rose. 
So okay. this guy, this guy almost seemed like a non-character, almost yeah. like comic relief. Mm-hmm. But is that where Rose's arc happens? Because the, the his his son gives her candy, and uh-huh. it's like and you know, it's like oh, she's been sick, you know, you know, just leave her alone, and he gives her like a piece of chocolate or something like mm-hmm. that. And I, wait, it was nice. Uh, yeah, it was. She it says- was. Yeah, she thank says you. thank you, and she yeah. takes she, it, which I didn't really expect her to do. I expect her to be like, you just you like touched it, get it away from me, you know. Plus, it, she doesn't. She's the she's <clears throat> vegetarian, and she freaks out about soup. You know, yeah. I figured that she would. She doesn't want grubby hand chocolate. You know, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I get it. She's this vegetarian. Show gro- it showed her growth. I yeah. I get she was vegetarian, but there was a scene where she actually eats meat, almost like she got pleasure from it. You know, it was like a. Yeah. She doesn't speed gag or, or anything. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. She eats she it. She's just animal. Like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Amy, uh, going back to what you said a minute ago, I actually think that's a really, really uh, good observation that I didn't really pay much attention to, nor did I really make any notes about it. But the kind of violation of the like the trust in the medical establishment, mm-hmm. and. I, I got to tell you, like being married to a doctor and hearing some stories about things that go on in hospitals, it's horrifying. And I'm like, I really don't need to know anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and there have been times when like um, Joey was like working in the hospital and rounding on patients and he noticed something with a patient that like the previous doctor from the day before didn't notice in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the, the the tests or the labs or anything. And he's like, oh, this is what's happening with this person. Like nobody caught it. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like you're you're depending on humans, you yeah. know, who are capable of error. And you th- kind of yeah. think of doctors as being all knowing and. um, uh, And that really human. like, well, the human yeah, exactly. Somebody, like almost you know? like a machine that's like, yeah, you put in a list of symptoms and descriptions mm-hmm. of history and, then and then write you out get out a diagnosis <laughs> and yeah. not even the prescription, but you get a di- <laughs> like they're supposed to spit out a diagnosis. And yeah, they're it's supposed to know. Yeah. And then and then give you a plan and you take care There's of so it, many but variables. Like, but the but you're right. There's so many variables and there's so many opportunities for like breakdown or error and and that's or abuse of that trust. Exactly. And yeah. so that is a that's also like a really horrifying aspect of this. And um, but I think it's totally fitting that Rose is the doctor and mm-hmm. Sally is the nurse because <laughs> there are these like longstanding stereotypes, right? That the yeah. doctors are cold and clinical and they do the analysis or whatever, but it's the nurses who truly care who for do the, the patients. Care. Yeah, and yeah. So it, we do I see love here. it. The, mm-hmm. I love it that like Rose is the Doctor Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and 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 Sally is like the Lewis from pet cemetery just like the desperate parent who's uh-huh. like who who has is like emotionally driven whereas but she's Rose also is the like, igor too right yeah uh, yeah like she's way. helping you know she's yes. getting things and yeah yeah but like rose is she's just driven by like intellectual discovery mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. john was that abby normal sperm that rose got <laughs> it <Abby>. was <laughs> Abby something? It sure was. Bodrick, Igor. <laughs> Walk this way. Werewolf. Their castle. Their wolf. Why are you talking like that? I thought you, you made a yummy sound. You made a yummy, <laughs> yummy sound. But I will say, mm. like, I really liked, uh, like, I know what we talked about, like, at the beginning, that very discharging, like, oh, shit, what's going on? This is an emergency type of situation. And then it like at the end, you now realize like what set that all into motion 
and then like coming back mm-hmm. to that one scene where um rose is looking at the premature baby that has been born from this you know situation like at first when i first saw that scene i was like oh she's a a very caring nurse you know she's very mm-hmm. caring for this child and then when you see the scene again you're like oh, oh. my gosh what is she gonna do to that kid because <laughs> like she already killed the mom to get stem cells do you think she'll do something things. to the kid I think so. Like, yeah. I really do. I thought, I was like, is she going to take that kid or what's going on here? Because obviously, like, she didn't I, well, have She just wanted to force labor mom. and then get the placenta, right? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was That's all the, she wanted. the objective. Yeah. Was and the, I think the there was a moment of tenderness with the kid because she is making sure that the kid does pull through. You know, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, I got really creepy vibes from that after well, yeah. knowing that she, you know, purposely made this woman you know, induce labor. She didn't realize mm-hmm. that she was going to kill her. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. she got what she wanted. I mean, who knows? She might come back for the baby. In, in That's my question. Like, yeah, is I, she know. Gonna, like, I don't know. On the kid? It is cool how they start the... the film, though, and it comes circles back. Yeah, I like that. that. I do like I got that. the sense that the value for the serum was strictly in, like, prenatal materials, like prenatal tissues. I, like, yeah. otherwise, yeah. I don't know. They could, I don't know. I feel like otherwise they could just, like, get corpses of babies who had passed away yeah, they could just the or whatever. but they needed oh, yeah. they specifically needed like prenatal tissue and so yeah, i yeah. i don't i think the baby's safe but yeah it's, but yeah you definitely see that scene in a different light the second time around because of course like Sally, she's a nurse and she comes off in the beginning as like very caring and she's she loves her daughter and she's a good nurse she speaks up for this woman in the beginning who's giving birth and the doctor isn't really listening wants to give her an episiotomy and um so you're like oh she you know this is a caregiver right but then the second time around you realize that she is the one who has wrought this tragedy right Mm. um and it's just you know we kind of touched on it before but i think it's interesting that Sally is the one who kind of like backslides morally and Mm -hmm. i I mean i think you can make an argument that she sort of loses a piece of her soul in this process but going back to rose for a second i was thinking about it and one of the notes that i wrote was this quote that i think is actually really pivotal for her character it's when rose is talking to her boss or her supervisor or whatever after she gets mm. called into the office and they're having two different conversations with mm-hmm. each other and they don't realize it mm-hmm. but it's still like what the supervisor i don't know her name but the supervisor is saying something you know she thinks that rose is a mess because she has lost her pregnancy and she thinks yeah. that that's what she's struggling mm-hmm. with when of course we know differently but what Mm -hmm. the supervisor is saying to her still applies to rose she said something like you know i know what you're going through and i didn't i wasn't able to have children she said this thing that i always thought was going to be the cornerstone of my life wasn't going to happen her research yeah Yeah. well so the doctor isn't the the doctor's talking about having children yeah yeah, i know but but rose is thinking about her research Research, and and the she says i felt like my body betrayed me like Mm -hmm. i had done everything right and it didn't matter it took time to process but i bounced back the point of life isn't just one thing purpose is a moving target and she's like i have all this other stuff i have my nieces and nephews i knit i Mm. read i bake or whatever it is that she says Mm -hmm. and you can see rose kind of processing this and i think there's a like a note of disbelief Mm-hmm. and her voice but i also think maybe like a little bit of a light bulb is going on and she says and that's enough for you yeah yeah and i think that's like condescending at the time mm-hmm. well i think the doctor took it that way but i think but it's maybe that rose doesn't question, like, like maybe i can find that too yeah i feel yeah. like this mm-hmm. is like a, a a curiosity on her yeah. part and i think just because of her demeanor like it comes across as like rude mm-hmm. like 
it's a that's enough for you but i think mm -hmm. really she's genuinely asking like is that enough is that, for you yeah. would i be able to refocus my life knowing that this driving you know uh goal it isn't working out yeah that's interesting been, yeah like, She's been and so doing I think it that and is... thinking about it since what she was like. She's like six, six like seven. She seems you know? like she's okay about walking away from it or at least this experiment. Right. And so know. I think maybe that conversation played yeah, a role in that. Something. I think it might be further evidence of her, you know, her beginning to evolve as a character while mm -hmm. Sally goes backwards. And that's, yeah. you know, I didn't think tragic. about that when I, when it played out because it does seem just kind of condescending at first. I don't think, it, I really she, don't well, think she was Well, she's just sort of socially awkward. Like she speaks yeah. Yeah, a certain way. She doesn't yeah. respond to questions or certain situations like you normally would with like and tenderness. And I thought it was really good that the supervisor, the same one they were talking about, like she did kind of take offense to that. Like, yeah. because like as a lady, you're kind of taught like, if you don't have a kid, you ain't shit. Mm. You know, like that's kind of like what society tells you, maybe your parents tell you, you know, things like that. Like if you don't got a kid, you ain't shit get out of my office blah 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 nobody why cares. aren't you married yet yeah what, exactly what, so like kid. i thought it was interesting when she said well is that enough for you and mm -hmm. maybe she was genuinely asking maybe it came across as a dickish yeah. move but she immediately like shut down she's like get out of my office, get out of my office. <laughs> well i guess it's, it's meant like, for us as the audience to kind of not see right away either too and mm -hmm. then we see later like oh through her actions yeah she actually does seem like she's a little changed as a character mm -hmm. and then she has that moment with the daughter and the pig i think where she kind of she could have react i expected oh, yeah, her to just react yeah freaked out because uh, that's i mean that's something. her mom's or, yeah. i mean it's at least or whatever it was yeah her mom, it was, you know? <laughs> but it was also the the kid was bitten it didn't go yeah. after the pig it kind of just reached down at the pig or whatever mm -hmm. and then like it felt like and then the pig bit it mm -hmm. and then it the reacted like, yeah like violently it felt like so i don't know if it was gonna do anything violent to begin with where it, it felt like she was just moving around, like learning to walk, like crawl, and kind of came across the pig and was just yeah. like, like inquisitive. Yeah. What is this? I, the pig that's bit what I, I, I agree with that. I think the pig's reaction was just like a startle response. Yeah. Like, and the, an yeah. reaction was just sort of like, oh, well, fuck you, pig. Yeah. I well, gotta Lila, say... Yeah, Leela does crawl out of the bed and she does not walk up except like to get up and stab and then she's covered in pig blood and this is the second movie in two weeks that Whoa. we have someone covered in pig blood oh yeah carrie and we totally did that on purpose yeah <laughs> there's the way to bring him back there Hydrobert. yeah i gotta say one thing though i feel i feel like there's only one thing in this movie that seems like a misstep in my eyes only one that? yeah okay i don't like how leela kills the pig yeah um, yeah I up until that point, as I said before, I really felt like she was portrayed. She it's not like the child came back and she was the same as before, mm -hmm. but it also didn't go full pet cemetery where the child comes back and is like a monster, you mm -hmm. know, like yeah. an, like a you know a like a malicious thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it's it, it really was played just kind of as like reanimated tissue operating solely on the id. You know, and like sure. physical coordination had not fully returned yet. She's still like she's crawling. She's not really able to walk. She's like struggling to like get her motor functions. She's together. doing like kid stuff in the put in the tub. You know, like clapping. Yeah, hands and, and like yeah. she's slowly coming back, but it's slow and it's very like basic level. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I appreciated that. I was like, I'm glad this isn't going pet cemetery on us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not full kid and it's not full monster. It's just like reanimated tissue developmental so, baby type yeah, exactly exactly area. and so then 
this moment of like vengeance against the pig does not work for me for multiple on multiple levels a the concept of the vengeance like the the ability to like even have the concept of like retaliation against yeah. the pig for biting her i just don't feel like those synapses would connect in her brain at this point in her like reanimation b it seems like intentionally brutal mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a proportionate response and it doesn't no. seem like a, a reasonable response it's like above and beyond i think i would have preferred a yeah. swerve where they where we thinking she's about to hurt the animal and then she shows right. some passion or something or i don't know Ma yeah she like just a development she's not interested she that's what yeah do. yeah you know? And on the third level, I feel like it required a physical strength and coordination That's that we have been led to that. believe that she doesn't have yet. Yeah. I agree with yeah, you she on just that crawled part there. right there. And then she took the thing out of the stand yeah. and used the pole to... Yeah, yeah. Like, you, the, do you like, realize like, how much strength you've had You have to, to put have your to foot have. on and that then and like, then pull it out it, of it. Pull it yeah. out and then to like, the stab flesh. repeatedly a pig. That, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> so that that turned too far into pet cemetery territory yeah. for me, which I had explicitly in my mind appreciated that it wasn't doing mm -hmm. in this movie. And then it went that direction. I'm like, I don't want this to I don't want this to turn into Leela's a monster. Yeah, I guess in contrast, like, they're just supposed to show us that like she's misunderstood because she's developing. She could go either way without nurturing. Maybe I don't know. And then yeah, that. I that Rose my... does kind of nurture her in this moment instead of scolding her or disciplining oh, her. Oh, yeah. Kind of picks her up and holds her. Yeah, I just I wish just that put in that moment I said uh, in my notes, it says, kid kills pig because it nipped at her. Is she now a monster? Question the next yeah, scene exactly. should have been like them cooking up some eggs that. and like bacon sizzling. Yeah, right. And like, well, <laughs> when no, life gives I... you lemons. What I wish had happened instead would be that Leela's crawling around and like, touches the pig out of curiosity or whatever the pig nips at her mm -hmm. and then she cries because it hurts mm -hmm. and then i wanted yeah. rose to like scoop her up and comfort her because right. that would achieve the same end the, right yeah. Yeah. of like a rose actually showing trying. care toward her but it wouldn't right. have veered off into this monster territory I don't yeah like it. and because the pig was like i don't know they didn't agree. service anything it wasn't as shocking as you want it to be either mm -hmm. if, if you were going to go the monster way it doesn't fully lean into it I didn't think and it worked on. The pig and her were sort of like equals. Also, why do you need like special donors with special blood types if everything works for this pig? I think right? the pig probably the needed serum? special. I think the no, no, it's not the, the same pig serum. Needs, uh, so the no, little thing that not. she mashed up was that was the pig serum and this because she did hook a bag up to the. Yeah, but she pig. used fetal pigs to make fetal the pig pigs. serum. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what the carcasses human. were in the. Yes, that was okay. Okay, that makes sense now. It's a different serum. She I didn't think of. Human tissue were. for humans and pig tissue for pig. Like it, it has to like match. Cats. I was like, they, I thought they were just experimental, like I don't know, tissue <laughs> yeah. or whatever. They were, she was, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, they wrapped those up, but it was uh, they were definitely uh, yeah, okay, little pig little pigs. Okay, that makes sense then. So it was the same thing, just smaller scale. Yeah, like, I do yeah. think there was a brilliant moment when Rose is so preoccupied that she forgets to administer the serum to um. I almost said Penelope for some reason. Muriel. Muriel. <laughs> um, one morning and we see Muriel like Webster. Have a seizure. Violently, violently yeah. vomiting on the floor. And it's really oh, alarming. Man, yeah. And and Sally is like, Rose, Rose. And I love that moment because it's showing us, not telling us mm -hmm. what's gonna happen to yeah. Leela if they yeah. don't get this. Serum. And hers is escalated like further it's gone further. Uh, um, it's faster, right? Her yeah. Her regrowth or whatever yes. it was, like, because that's why she wasn't supposed to be awake right mm -hmm. away either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right.
Mariel's the name of Rose's mom, right? Correct. Yes, it was. So that's why I thought. And also, that's the same exact room that she was in where the bed is now, where the daughter is. So that's what started making me think. And then she found the little box that said, oh, you were a doctor, Muriel, for the pig. But it was really the mother's stuff. (laughs) And so I'm thinking, oh, this is research. Maybe the mother was doing Rose took it up and then like she's doing it to put her mother's soul. I'm just thinking get out like the souls in the fucking pig. And now we're going to put the pig soul back into a body. Oh we're going to put it into Leela. I get um, where you could like see that happening for sure. I was just trying to cover all angles. Yeah, you know I, mean? yeah, yeah. I was looking out the window like is there a cemetery out back? Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. It's a long all road. Right. It's a hard road. Well, we've talked about a lot of themes here. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we get into our individual reviews? I just want to bring up the fact that I absolutely love the fact that there is a nice trend of these like almost female based horror type flicks. I haven't seen seen in a very long time. Uh, Inside, I'm sorry, what was that? It's a French film, Inside. No, not yet. But Mm. don't watch it. No, watch it. Do watch it. Do watch it. I think you would enjoy it. Maybe we'll cover it one day. No, don't put a question mark. Just watch it. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) But I love the fact that I'm seeing. You know, this is relatively new. It's the last year. You know, uh, release. And I love the fact that horror is now seeing this like resurgent into like female themes of horror. And I absolutely love that. I just I appreciate that so much because, uh, yes, you know being chased by scary man with axe you know yes that's very scary but like taking like the real world horror of being a female being a mom being you know going through a pregnancy things like that it like gives it like so much more terror you know like especially just walking through the world as being a lady you know there's just so many like ridiculousness that's happening that it just i i appreciate the fact that there is so much like female-based horror coming out and i want more and yes thank you very much (laughs) yes 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 um if you haven't already i would strongly recommend listening to our friend caitlin's podcast plug it up um and her whole her whole podcast (laughs) is about the monstrous feminine um and so all her her entire podcast is about exploring female you know centric things in horror it's great i love that so, I, I strong recommend yeah she's amazing you. she's amazing so yeah i agree with you amy though i i appreciate that very much and i think you know it's it's a good time to be a horror fan it's a good time to be a female horror fan for sure mm-hmm. yeah um okay john you want to go ahead and get us started with the reviews well, after what Amy just said, I'm going to keep this very, very short. I love the acting in this movie. I love the way this movie was shot. I thought the cinematography was great. I thought the score on this movie was like top notch. It just felt creepy. It just felt uh, ominous. It felt like, man, it, it, it was it was uncomfortable to watch. But uh, they did a perfect job of directing this movie. Um, God, what else can I say? I, I know we got a guest on. I'm going to keep it really short and sweet. I'm going to give this a 8.5 out of 10. Oink, oinks. Uh, <laughs> oink, oinks. Okay. Oink, oinks out of 10. <laughs> oh, God. I love this movie. I'm not going to... Well, I may watch it again because I want to see like the other intricacies that that i may have missed like throughout the movie but 
man, what what a good movie this was. Yeah. All right. I got John down for 8.5, you said? 8. Yes. 8.5? Okay, cool. Out of 10, oink, oinks. My phone <laughs> wanted to autocorrect that to pink pinks. That's all it. <laughs> all right. Amy, what do you mm-hmm. think? Lady? Um, yeah. So I, I, I agree uh what jazz said i especially loved uh the soundscape <laughs> of it because it was very like it was creepy unsettling dark um but also you kind of felt like when they would go to their jobs like nobody knew what was going on behind the scenes you know like nobody knew what any of these ladies were dealing with or doing you know like behind closed doors so i thought it was very it was very well done it was very well shot i thought the actors did fantastic i thought the the uh the little lady who played the daughter did a fantastic job as well like everybody just was did a great job um so yeah i'm giving it nine oinks out of ten oinks oinks a lot of oinks that is a lot of oinks so far, we're at 17 and a half oinks total. Whoa, whoa. All right. Hi, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. No, I'm going to give it to you, Jacqueline. Oh, Ladies okay. first. It, it's <laughs> Women in Horror Month. Go ahead. Okay. So why'd you uh, go first? And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just talking with you. Um, yeah, I, I thought this movie was really amazing. I thought it was a really compelling story. And listen, you guys know me. I hate movies where the kid dies. Yeah. Um. I hate movies where like. What about when know, the kid dies several times? That, yeah, that, I hate it even more. <laughs> this this scene. So this is why I said at the beginning, I'm glad John picked it because I'm not sure I would have watched it on my own, knowing what it was about. Um. Because I really have a hard time emotionally with movies where the kid dies or where the parent has done something wrong or feels that they've done something wrong and it causes something to happen to the kid, you know, the saying goodbye in a rush and not really saying goodbye and like not being with her when she's you know, sick. Like, I mean, that was, that was tough for me to watch. Um, But the story was so compelling and the characters were so compelling and so well acted and I loved the juxtaposition of these completely different character types, but having to work together for a common goal for different motivations. Mm-hmm. I could not wait to see what was going to happen next. Like, I was all in on this movie. Like, I mean, from the first five minutes, even though, like, you know, we have that terrible thing that happens and the child dies that normally that would really turn me off. But I was like, I just have to see what happens with this. Like, I got to find out. Um it was not a movie that I had like kind of kept falling as, you know, sometimes there's those movies that you have a hard time getting through that you're like, Oh, okay. What happened? I got to rewind a couple minutes and like, what is that guy again? Like, and, oh wait, I'm watching a movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this was not that at all. I was riveted the whole time. Um, I think a lot of that is, sh- you know, credit should be due. Uh, credit should be given to the, the actresses playing the, the two main characters. And the story was just really interesting. Like, yeah, it borrows some elements. You could say it's like inspired by, you know, heavily inspired by like Frankenstein and like I said, Pet Cemetery to an extent, but it mm-hmm. still feels like this is a story that's fresh and was put together in an original way. Like they say there's nothing new under the sun. Like nothing is completely original, right? But I think that this film really takes those um, inspirations and puts them together in in a really creative, original, compelling way. So 
I love it. Um, another thing that I think is interesting about it is so that when the New York Times re reviewed this movie, the reviewer said something to the effect of the filmmaker does not offer any rebuke of the characters. It's let like the judge is the audience mm. and the audience is left to judge for themselves. I mean, you it's know? art. I feel like that's how it should be, right? Yeah. And like, and I think that's a, I think that's a fair comment. Like that the, the audience, I don't think there's like a clear monster here. I think no. everybody has, you know, I think both of the main characters make some serious mistakes and do things that are reprehensible, but they also have motivations. They're not evil. You know, these are humans. These are human characters, I mm -hmm. guess is what I'm saying. And they, unspeakable as they may be, like their acts have a purpose behind them those might not be like relatable to us but or one might be and one might not be but you know i i do feel like the filmmaker leaves it open for us to determine for ourselves like how much we want to condemn each of the characters mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and so i i thought that was an interesting assessment of it but like I said, the only the only like acute misstep that I think the film has is is Leela killing the pig. Um, I have to say, I, I have like a little bit of discomfort with the whole, but this is me. I do this all the time anyway, like thinking about what would happen after the movie ends or like, yeah, you know, taking like extrapolating to like what would happen in the real world were this to take place for real. Like, how is she going to like if she's able to successfully reanimate her child and like to back to complete normal which i think we all know like could not happen no. but let's just say it did like how is she going to explain I mean, integrate that her back or is she gonna society. yeah or is she gonna like make this kid live in this apartment forever like rapunzel in a tower yeah. like what is the like what's her plan and the fact of the matter is that she doesn't have one yeah uh, because she's so blinded by her grief and desperation mm -hmm. but it's like i'm thinking ahead like what is gonna happen here um and so that kind of makes me uncomfortable because as this is going on, I'm like, girl, you are not thinking about like, how are you get? how often can you like cause, you know, a pregnant woman to like deliver early? Like somebody's going to put the pattern together, connect the yeah. dots that you are always present yeah. at the, for you, these you cases. You show up at that time. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know what happened. It's weird. You're going to have to befriend <laughs> Annie Wilkes. Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hmm, there's these like strange uh -huh. correlations here and like, how how long are you going to be able to like steal genetic material without getting caught? And how often are you going to be able to bring that gigantic suitcase to the hospital where you work and like just <laughs> walk out of there that a little bit. nonchalantly? Like nobody's going to ask what? How does nobody ask why she has a suitcase? Yeah, I what? don't know because she's weird. So and so nobody wants to even know. They're like, yeah, I don't care. Then, what do you have? Yeah. Your Dungeon and Dragon shit in there? Like, what is that? <laughs> But then doesn't Selly bring it? Well, she's not weird. Yeah, she like, he brings it that one time at yeah. least to take stuff from. It. Yeah. Yeah. So mm -hmm. anyway, like that kind of bothers me a little bit, but I can't say that's like a huge problem. It's more just like a little like slightly mm -hmm. naggy thing. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought this was a brilliant movie and especially for a first feature. God damn. Like who makes this as their first movie? Like that's incredible. Laura I Moss, mean, that's it. like that's, that's an achievement. I mean, yeah. this is so layered and complex and yeah. explores so many different themes at once. And I don't feel like it loses the, any of the threads. I don't feel like it drops the ball. I feel like it has something to say on many aspects of like mm -hmm. grief and motherhood and medicine mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. science and 
motivation and like just so many different aspects of humanity i mean it's really quite ambitious and she succeeds like this is this is a successful movie in my book um i i mean i really i would love to hear if anybody has like a serious criticism of this movie because i i personally don't see one but i you know i'd be curious to hear about somebody who has a, a differing opinion so for me um this is a nine out of ten oink oinks <clears throat> amy what did you give it i give it a nine as well Okay. Yeah. Hydroberg, how many oink oinks do you give it and why? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm just writing the uh everybody's score in here. So you guys both gave it nines? You got right. it. Yeah. Okay. And John, eight point five. Okay. I did. I I and again, I, I don't know I if I want to watch it. Honestly, I could see why though, John, because it's very unsettling. Like it's it is. very icky. It's very like, oh god, you know, like, oh, I don't know. Like it's I get it. I get where well, you're and it's like you guys from. said that there was no slow pacing in this movie. Yeah. You know, I thought it was beautifully shot. It's just like I I I have got a lot more to like 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 process with this movie, which yeah, is absolutely. why there's a lot it's to not, process. It's not that I hated this I love this movie, mm -hmm. but I didn't like this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's disturbing. It's not a fun watch. No. It's not. No. It's not a fun feel good movie. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> all right, sorry, Hydroberg. I didn't. I'm going to cut you your time. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Uh, I'm just kind of debating on my score based on our our conversation. Uh, so I'll just go over my pros and stuff. Um, some really great editing in this. The transitions I really liked. I noticed right from the beginning too. Like some of yeah. those things. Um. Before I get into the heavy themes and stuff, I'm just looking at filmmaking prowess, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like a really nice film, uh, especially for a first time filmmaker. Mm -hmm. It looks great. It's like, I don't know, it's moody. Uh, the atmosphere is good. It's got a great look. Uh, the, John, you mentioned that the score, there's some good tone setting by um, the, the score really sets the tone. It, there's moments of like weirdness and then some like, you know, cringy moments. And I think it's it fits the film pretty well. I thought it fit the horror genre perfectly. Yeah, you know, as far toes, as the I think, Oh, the absolutely. The, yeah, what's going on with the story? Yeah. I think the uh, film really tugs on your heartstrings uh, for the most part, which I, you know, is is nice to get from a horror film. You don't get that all the time. I, yeah. I don't always need it, but it's nice when you get it. Mm -hmm. You know, especially when a film like this is tackling some mature themes. Um, the surgical slash like medical aspect of this particular horror, I thought was really effective. Um, mm -hmm. Those movies can be scary you know like mm -hmm. just surgery like the hot like going to the hospital or whatever like just that's just scary period right and that's yeah. just real life and then you add yeah. in these other things of like what if they do something to me when i'm on the table or what you know what i mean all these different yeah. fears we carry mm -hmm. so i think that's cool i think that's like something that cronenberg's pretty good at doing you know blending yeah. those kind of genres um i think this film does a really good job there setting that there's a good mood to the film um it sort of reminded me a little bit of uh, american mary just with that medical feel to it yep. and like surgery and yep. like just stuff going on um that's they don't shy away from it either as a filmmaker she just kind of shows the gore but it's not like hey this is gore just for gore it's like mm -hmm. this is gore because i'm i'm handling something a topic that has some you know you're gonna see this mm -hmm. in surgery and also rose is kind of her reaction towards things as just being specimens and stuff at first you know mm -hmm. um the way it cadavers or whatever she until real life kind of comes into her life, you know, through this little girl. Um, I think this is an original take on like a familiar theme. We've mm -hmm. touched on it, like a la 
uh, Frankenstein, a reanimator, a pet cemetery. But I think this film, yes, it feels familiar with some of those themes, but it does something different too, mm -hmm. uh, especially with the motherhood uh, theme and the mm -hmm. theme of gr grief. Like what we've, you know, we've seen that before, but I think this is a cool take. And it's also <clears throat> the way it builds on like the relationship too between the characters I thought is really cool. Um, the way they play out as like, we get this like slice of life with them. They're like roommates. Uh, I, th I thought that was interesting. I liked how the beginning was the ending. Like it panned around and it, was, and it wasn't like an M. Night Shyamalan twisty sort of way. Like it earned its twist. Um, mm -hmm. And that wasn't the twist. Like that was just part of the narrative. Like the, the yeah. structure. It wasn't like all relying on that to land. But mm -hmm. that was a cool little like, oh shit. Okay. This is how far she's going. Yeah. And we already saw a glimpse of that in the beginning. We just didn't realize it that yeah. out of sequence. That's where it, what it was, you know? Um, yeah. And I, I like the theme of loss. I think it's tackled really interestingly here. Uh, both our characters are driven by grief. It would seem, you know, in different ways. Um, you know, obviously Rose's work seems to be spurned from coming from her mother's loss. Uh, maybe that like made it, escalate even further even though she mentions like as a child she was obsessed with this sort of mm -hmm. um but it's just interesting to see when she like real lives come into her life how they blend a little bit and how it grows her character too which i thought was interesting and i just thought it was interesting this dynamic that they had that i didn't expect of like her holding the child and like these motherly uh i'm taking a bath mommy's taking a bath let me the two mom kind of thing was interesting i also thought that was interesting too that there was a moment again where there was a moment where mom did want a little time alone in the bathtub, mm -hmm. right? And I was playing on that earth, like, I'm never going to leave your side. But there was still that one moment where we're sort of like, well, we're go we're reverting back to old ways, right? Behaviors, because they're natural. You you need personal space, especially yeah. as a mother. I can um, just imagine what a nice bubble bath feels like. <laughs> Dude, Jacqueline's losing her yeah. mind right Dude, now. Dude, the absolute yeah. lack but, of personal space or time. I think it's interesting that it speaks on that, even relenting. though... You know, it's your daughter who you lost and you swore you'd never leave her side. And you're not gonna, but it's, you right. know, it's a bubble bath. But it's okay to have a bath. It's a human, yeah, it's a human totally thing. Okay yeah. So I think okay. this movie's sad and it's a bummer. So it's not everybody's gonna dig that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm okay with that. It's definitely not, like you mentioned, John, and repeat viewings. Not right away, but um, I could watch it again. It's get, There's definitely more to pick up too, I think. Uh mm -hmm. Uh, that said, I also like I could have experienced uh, Sally's grief a little bit more over her daughter's loss. Oh, I think that could have played a little bit longer just before we got to introduce her and Rose. Maybe they bump into each other more at work here and there. And then I don't know. And then she, and then Rose gets really inquisitive and starts following. I mean, uh, what's her name? Sally gets really inquisitive and starts following Rose or figures something out. Or That's when she sees the little snafu with the briefcase and the duffel bag or whatever the fuck it was the suitcase uh, i don't know what kind of travel bag was that it was huge <laughs> that, was a big -ass that thing was huge. huge yeah that is yeah. not a carry-on yeah. size that's really yeah. that not going on the plane with you um yeah. but yeah i just wish they kind of showed that a little bit more because i do think this is a film that deals with those heavy themes but i think it sort of uh fast forwards over that one a little bit mm -hmm. and i would have liked to see that uh while i understand uh uh silly's uh motherly love to her daughter i don't really believe that i don't know that she'd kill emily i don't know like it just to save her daughter I, I mean i don't know her daughter's died twice at this moment and i just feel like i don't know i guess it just shows that you, she couldn't let go you know rose was able to let go at that moment say like i just meant to i know but you killed kill her. her you yeah. killed her like i don't know yeah, just I, I really don't believe that she intended to kill her no, i know but no. i don't know 
Anyway, yeah, but, but it's just you know it shows her desperation. So yeah, I just I, I wish they showed her desperation a little bit more to build up to that moment mm, then because I, I don't feel it as much. Um, and I do think that maybe it's like some of the nuances in Judy uh, Reyes's performance. Maybe she doesn't maybe hit it as much as she could have, or maybe she wasn't directed to, or the writing didn't tell her to. I just think we could have seen that a little bit more escalate her de desperation to go to this extreme. Mm. You know, maybe she could have tried something first before this i don't know um but you know it's still a cool payoff so i don't i'm not really picking apart the the ending um yeah. i do think the film slowed down a little bit in the middle at the tail end but that was just me it's not awful i was still very like all right i'm very invested in these characters still in this story i just kind of wanted to know like all right where are we going with this though um and i do i do kind of wish there was a little bit more to rose's character as as more to um What's her name? Cicely's guilt. Uh, Celia's. Um, I keep saying her name all fucking around. <laughs> Steely. So like her guilt over bringing her daughter back. Like I wish there was a little bit more to, to those uh, aspects. Mm. Um, and I just think uh, the film did lack a little bit on like the horror side. I don't know. It's not really scary. It's not overly like there's some gore. There's some themes. It's definitely a horror film. Like I don't know what else where you would put it anyway, but it's. It's more it's got dramatic a lot of dramatic elements, honestly, and dramatic themes of loss and stuff like that that don't necessarily yeah. go they don't really go into the Frankenstein or like monster. Would you think Avenue it's more like far. a psychological horror? Like as in um, like I guess. I don't I, I don't like pushing things stuff, in the I, mean, I think, I think it's, it's a, a melange. I think it's yeah. a melange yeah. of like science melange fiction horror. and drama and body horror and psychological <laughs> horror. I think it's it's all of those things. Yeah. I don't know. Um uh I had one more thing. Oh, uh, I think the themes of motherhood could have been delved into a little bit deeper too. I think there were dynam dynamics between uh, Rose, uh, uh, Sally, and uh, Lila. I think that we could have developed a little bit more. I would have just that's the emotional core to the film, and I like those moments of seeing them like, as you said, they were this alternative like nuclear family or like I don't know. I thought that was the interesting part to me, and then trying to get this experiment to go on, and if you built on their like their time together as a family, they almost got like a family dynamic going a little bit more. And then you took away because the serum started running out and then the desperation kicks in and then they kill Emily. I don't know. I thought it would have felt a little bit more earned. I uh, but can, I, can I, can I disagree just a little bit because yeah, they, absolutely. Do explain, I mean, this is just my they, they explain it that she had IVF, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like yeah. th there was no father. So right. I, I, I thought they explained it well with that that there was no emotional connection to you know why she had the baby or or who she had the baby with so that, that that's my disagreement i'm sorry go ahead continue hey what are you talking about with the baby that that celia had ivf and that's why she had lila yeah but i i didn't care about like i didn't didn't bother me about the kid about the um the father and i just mean the relationship between rose her and celia like and lila oh and they were okay. in the house All together right. i wish we got more of that got and it. they becoming okay. more of a little bit like of a little tighter family like mm. we see it and it's kind of sped That's upon right. because we kind of go through there's a lot going on in this film so i understand that these mm. are just moments i wish were a little bit more developed because i do like these characters um and i would like to see them act together a little bit more in this um living situation with this girl who's is she a monster is she not i don't know uh but with that said uh sorry uh birth rebirth i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 jizz pumps 
aka oink oinks or <laughs> oinking in the boys room oops. oh no <laughs> Oinkin', did you say oinkin', oinkin in, in the, the boys, boys room? room. Yeah. Oinkin' in the boys room. Anyway, sorry for the long-winded <laughs> review. I don't know. I think I, my review could go up. Right now, I'm sitting at a 7.5, I think. But that went up, too. Yeah. I could probably... I was thinking 8, maybe. or I want to watch it again, I think. Yeah. It's not right away. Right. 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 Give it a few and years. It's really good. And I thought the performance by... um Damn, what's her? Ireland? Mm-hmm. She was Mar- really Marin, good. Marin, yeah. I think. Yeah, and it was nice to see um, Judy Reyes in something that I haven't seen her in a while. I recognized her from she's that nurse again yeah. in this Scrubs. Scrubs. It's like she was in Scrubs. She I was, saw I, her in something else recently, but I can't. She's remember so pretty. What it was. You know yeah, me. I, I, I got I got a thing for those Latin girls. <laughs> yeah. Latinas. Yeah. You sure do. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. So we got an eight point five, a seven point five, and two nines for birth mm-hmm. rebirth. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, I gotta tell you guys, there's really not any trivia. Yeah, there were like weird. two items on I IMDb, bet, yeah. and they were not interesting. And the most interesting things that I learned about the film came from an interview with the filmmaker, and I already wove those in. So okay, that's it. <laughs> Ta-da! So I have no trivia. So that's it. We're done. We're done with birth rebirth. Yeah. Did All you right, know that up. there's a there's a man's version of this movie? It's called oh. Girth Regirth. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> is that the porn version? Is that on Pornhub? Girth Regirth. Girth Regirth. Mine's called Toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Not Girth Regirth. It's Toothpick. <laughs> I, can can I mention a couple of thing, things, guys? Um, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline, you have been her celebrity this past week. You've been <laughs> on a, I don't know about a, all that. But you have been on a couple of podcasts this past week. And I got to say, those episodes were excellent. Would you like to uh, tell us what you were on In this podcast past week? circuit. It's almost like Hydraberg. It's almost like Hydraberg last year or like year and a half ago where he was on like six every podcasts. show i think they were yeah. calling it the week of uh sexual jacqueline i think they were calling <laughs> it. Uh, yeah listen right. tra- listen to straight chilling and you'll understand why uh right, yeah thanks ahead. john uh yes yeah, so i was i've been a busy bee the past week um i uh was honored to be asked to come back to nicole's show light and shadow podcast for her annual women in horror episode um, mm-hmm. I last joined her for that two years ago. Last year, I couldn't make it. Um, she did invite me, but I wasn't able to do it. So it was really nice to be able to come back um, and have a nice conversation with her uh, about themes of women in horror. And we were specifically talking about the film Silent Hill from 2006. So I can't believe you d- did a video game movie. I know. <laughs> not, that's what she said we were talking about. So I was like, all right. And, you know, it was good because I'd never seen that. So it gave me an opportunity to think about that. But that's a movie with a lot to think about, too. So mm-hmm. um, I wish I wish I had seen it more times so that I could have, you know, spoken about it more intelligently. But mm-hmm. um, but it was a good conversation. I was really um, pleased and, like I said, honored to be asked to join her because she's really one of my favorite people. And um being able to guest with her is such a pleasure so yeah check that out it's light and shadow podcast we covered silent hill from 2006 um and i was also uh very honored to be asked to appear on straight chilling for the first time so of course that's you know the podcast that started it all for for us it's how we found each other 
And so they asked me to sit in with them last week. We talked about the movie From Beyond by Stuart Gordon from 1986. Awesome. Also a Lovecraft, uh, Lovecraft-based movie, kind of like Stuart Gordon's previous film, Reanimator. So uh, we talked at length about that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it was kind of like, I almost felt like it was kind of like, you know, meeting your celebrity heroes. Like they would definitely laugh to hear it say it, to hear me say it that way. Not that I'm saying they're like heroes, but um, and of course I've met them all in person before, but to sit in on the podcast that I've been yeah, listening to for years and have like <laughs> met all these great people through their show and their community. And like, I'm so familiar with all the beats of their show and all the bumps and their jokes and da da da. And then like to be a part of that was really cool. So you nailed um, the five points of crudedom. <laughs> yeah, I'm so did. proud of you. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I mean, but that's the thing. like I had to prove my my you know loyalty as a listener. Like you know, it's been four years that I've been listening to this show and listen to these guys talk, and so it was really cool to be able to sit in with them. But uh, yeah, you'll learn why Sexual Jacqueline is my nickname for the week. And- <laughs> I love it. Can I say I went to hell for those assholes? You sure did. John went to hell and back for straight chilling a couple years ago. Three years I got ago. a tattoo, which felt like hell. You did. <laughs> yeah, you did. So yeah, that was a that was a busy week for me. But uh, yeah, two extra appearances this past week. I loved it. Oh you were God. great. I've I've listened to both. It was great. Aww, yeah. Thank Same. you guys. Thank Jacqueline, you. you did awesome. Uh Hydraberg fucking loved your new Jack City episode with Cinemigos. Um, oh, thank you for being my brother's keeper. Yeah. You're welcome. I guess. I don't know. It's been a while Jack since City. I've seen that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was a lot of fun to listen to, man. So uh, congratulations on that. You guys are up to like episode number, what, the uh, 20? That's or 22, uh, awesome. New York City. Nice. Episode yeah. 22. You're speeding right along. Yeah, uh, yeah I, we have, we have, uh, I have uh, several recorded. Uh, let's fantastic. Say. Yeah. Oh, nice. Coming out. So. How come you haven't invited us? It's not a guest Jack- show. It's just the three amigos. All right, uh, Jacqueline, let's let let's right uprising. now keeping it that way. Yeah. Scheduling is so hard with that show. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, so, yeah agreed. I mean, it's kind it, of it, that's kind of the reason that we've kind of kept it just being three of us because scheduling mm-hmm. can be tough. You know what I mean? Sure. So well, I'm already scheduling right stuff with this show, which works pretty well for us. Mm-hmm. But that show, everybody's schedule is a little tighter on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy, Amy, do you want to? Yeah. So go yeah. ahead, John. No, uh, Amy. Damn, you are a busy, busy woman. So <laughs> tell us what you got going on. Oh my gosh. Um, well, any photo shoots? Um, not yet. Oh, but damn. you know, I'm waiting for the calendar. The year is, the year right? is still yes. young. Pin up I calendar. Should, you know, I should do a calendar. Yeah. Right. Necro Monica. <laughs> Necro Monica. <laughs> Necro Monica. Calendar. <laughs> the typical <laughs> persona you could do like Elvira. Yes. Necro Monica. I love that. Oh man! Yo, okay, trademark that, that shit real, real quick. quick. Gonna do that super quick. Through subsidiary uh, cut above. <laughs> I uh, well, I've just been um, exploring a lot of uh, like doing live theater, uh, whether it's performing or writing. Um, I have recently I wrapped uh, Edna <laughs> Edna Grace versus the Undead, where I played a um helen cooper which was a she's a broadcaster just try to keep shit together when all hell's breaking loose uh it was like a zombie rom-com we call it a zomcom. Mm. um <laughs> it was really fun 
we had a blast on that. We did two weekends, um, and I think we I think we sold out a couple of shows. So I was very happy nice. with that. It was a, an original stage play, everything. I, it was really fun, and I was able to flex my uh, zombie makeup skills on my friend John, uh, who was they were the pretty good. Zombie. I saw him. Thank yeah, you so much. Good. Yeah, it was a uh, that poor man. I messed his face up. <laughs> so many times and he had to come in early and i got him a starbucks every time to lure him in about an hour earlier than everybody else Looked like a good sport though yeah he, but, he does yeah. a really good job um the only problem is we had a little issue with uh you know he goes full out zombie so he's like attacking everything and sweating and stuff and some of the appliances that i had mm -hmm. on his face we had to like double we use double-sided carpet tape to keep that on his face Whoa. because it would just <laughs> start to peel off because you know he start to sweat and stuff like that sorry john good news is that his face boy. is now peeled off since taking yep. that off so he's, next uh, time you do it several layers off. yeah it's exfoliating <laughs> it's nice there you go your um, elbow should try to like you know get some yeah, carpet tape there you go Oh, oh yeah and uh so now i'm this weekend we're wrapping up Fancy. uh the two shows that i'm in back to back which is uh ants in the hall which is my improv troupe that rocks and you should follow them uh ants in the hall <laughs> uh presents hot for hamtown which is a noir based rom-com that is a improv comedy and it's really it's a it's a blast uh our main character um, he is kind of stuck in like a noir type of situation and everybody else is kind of in a, a rom-com situation, except for me, I'm a, a washed up, uh, burlesque dancer who's drunk all the time and he gets killed. <laughs> so, uh, and I die a very ridiculous and very, um, uh, outrageous death as well. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun to do. Um, and then after that, uh, I do it. This is the same night I do that. And then I turn around and do a five minute monologue, uh, about a guy in my trunk that I drive around and fuck with, uh, as, <laughs> the, in the, uh, stupor, which is stupor is a zine that's been in the Detroit area for forever. It's the longest running zine in Michigan. So, um, and it's just a collection of weird stories that have been overheard in a bar. Uh, so like it's, it could be anything. So that's my story uh, on that. And yeah, you could, uh, find all the weird stuff that I'm into at, uh, all my socials at, uh, Amy Burke, a bomb or Amy Burke dot online, which I have to update very quickly. <laughs> now that you just said that I updated that in a while, but yeah, um, I just, that it also, uh, you could catch my reviews at, uh, some horror stuff that uh on that hashtag show.com as well and um i just watched i don't know if you guys watched the um it's a documentary on um oh my gosh is uh, it's the director Dario Argento? Argento? yeah Argento. Yes, thank you um, Panico. yes watch it you yeah that's good it. actually there's it, a ton of really uh, Argento right now on yes. mm -hmm. speaking of we were just talking about italian horror yeah, that especially is really good. I liked how it was um it was shot and how um there's a bunch of directors that that talk about it. But out. I will say that you got to be in the mood to read because it is in Italian and there mm -hmm. are subtitles. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you just got to be in the mood to do that, but it's it's fantastic. So that was like the last review that I did and um yeah, so 
you can find all that stuff on my social media and all that jazz. So, and thank you for having me. I always love coming here and having a blast with you guys watching Thank you. weird ass movies, even though, you know, it disturbed me. <laughs> But that's okay. it's no Patrick. <laughs> no. <laughs> Which, by the way, for the longest time, it took me. Okay, so as we learned from Patrick, I do draw on my eyebrows. After I drew that one eyebrow across, it took me so long not to default to just drawing one eyebrow across for like That's days amazing. I afterwards. actually have a 4K uh set of uh Patrick. It <laughs> should be releasing soon. I think it got what? delayed. Did you pre-order that? Did you Yeah. pre-order that? bonuses I did. I pre-ordered on this. it. He's not joking, guys. No, no, I wow pre-ordered no no Say that he's again. not a nice set. It, it was like we willed it into existence. It yeah arriving March I think 26th. we I think we can Nice. take credit for that right Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> It's I wicked. say so that Patrick eyebrows too in electric 4K boogaloo just eyebrow coming at you. mm -hmm. It's a nice looking set too. It's got him Oh yeah. right on the cover, just eyebrow and his eyes wide open. Yep. Is there like bonus features? What are there? Oh, I'm sure there's a ton. Oh yeah, there's bonus features. Oh shit, yeah. The uh, remember we mentioned that there was a different score done by Goblin. Oh, yeah. Like Oh, that, yeah. that's on I there. forgot about Yeah, that. yeah, Yep. That's cool. yep. All right. Enough about Patrick. <laughs> All right, well, there we let's go. talk about let's talk about next <laughs> week, y'all. We yeah, are continuing. Jacqueline, your pick. What do we got? Mm -hmm. Oh, my <clears throat> God. I'm so Is it excited a doozy? for next week, y'all. Yes. Um. So next week, we'll be talking about the 1975 original version of The Stepford Wives Whoa, starring Catherine oh shit. Ross. We are not. Let me be clear. We are not talking about the 2005 remake with Nicole Kidman and Faith Hill. We are talking about the 1975 original. It can be found on Tubi. Um, and we'll be welcoming back Nicole for that episode, who I believe has never seen this movie. Oh, I So, haven't either. oh, I, oh this might, okay. I'm not going to say is a this thing. Nicole's 10th time? I'm not even, we, we got Maybe. to do the math. I don't know. Maybe. 360th, <laughs> who knows? uh, Who knows? we all wear a jacket. Yeah. Or a cheese grater or something. But anyway. You know, I really need like a nice, you know, windbreaker, Yeah. you know, We'll like, we'll get yeah. right on that immediately. Okay. I'm sure you might Yep. too. <laughs> so, Oh, that's a cool shirt. I need one. I need to get yeah, on that. so we'll meet back Oh. here for that one. Um, I think that's going to be a good episode, too. I mean, this month is just killer already. Um, we got some nice feedback, actually, from our friend, the librarian, about our Carrie episode, which I appreciate. Oh, She yeah, really she wrote liked us that. an email. Yeah. Nice. I don't know that we need to, like, read the whole Okay, thing, yeah. but... Um, she did. She was kind enough to write in and um, and let us know that she enjoyed that episode. Yes, thank So you. I appreciate that because I appreciate Mm -hmm. her. I respect her opinion a lot. So, um, yeah. So everybody go watch The Stepford Wives 1975 on Tubi and come back next week for us. In the meantime, if you would like to write in and email us any thoughts, questions, remarks, feedback whatsoever, you can email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on X at cut above horror. You can follow us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, a cut above colon horror review. Also give us those five star ratings on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to the podcast. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate Amy Burke so much. Make sure you follow her on social media, Instagram, especially because that's Oh yeah. <laughs> primo. Yeah. Don't don't miss out on don't miss out on that Insta account, please. Trust me. Not at all. Yep. We love it. We love you, Amy. Thank you Thank so much you. for I being love you on guys. tonight. Thank you so much. You're the best. Love you, Amy. All right. And I love you fellas too. And it's time to go. Keep it creepy.